ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who are brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, this station's mask. Welcome to another exciting episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy. Today I have my guest Scott Smith. Scott, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad. Thanks for jumping on last minute. I know we've been, you know, trying schedules a little bit different, but I appreciate you coming on this tonight. Oh, yeah, anytime, man. You know, I know we're talking about this for a while and we get some uh, ideas going back and forth, uh, emailing each other and whatnot. And I'm just glad this is happening right now. So a lot of a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. All right, so I'm going to get right into it. First, I'm going to ask you who and or what got you into horror? And, like, what's the first movie you remember seeing, I'll say as a kid, that scared you? Oh, okay. So, first of all, when I was a kid, I was never a fan of horror. You know, like, I would least expect for myself as a person to be in horror movies. Because, like, man, when I was a kid, I saw something scary. I would jump in my parents' head, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I remember seeing Michael Jackson thriller opening the opening scene where it turns to a werewolf scared the living the Jesus out of me. Even though it was the music video, and then uh, later on, probably when I got like a year or two older, probably about in my like nine or ten years old, uh, I went over to my cousin's house and they were watching uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, mm-hmm. Jason Back to Life. And there's the scene where he kills uh, uh, two people in the car and had his career. And it just, oh my God, it, it scared me, but I was I was kind of thrilled by it. So 
uh, from that day on, I kind of became a Jason, a huge Jason fan. Uh, you know, they said the best thing to, uh, to overcome fear is to embrace it. And I have been a fan of uh, horror ever since, thanks to, uh, thanks to Jason Voorhees. So. That's awesome, man. Jason's actually my favorite, hands down, my favorite slasher. Like, I remember watching that as a kid. I remember back in the day. I know you probably remember this, too. Friday the 13th, I believe it was USA Network that would show the movies, the marathon, all the time. The one that would, it would usually show the later ones, like 6, 7, 8. The one that would show the most, I remember, was Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. I mean, a lot of people hate Jason Takes Manhattan. Wow. But, uh, because, because, like, the, the cop, like, the most for it. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more Manhattan. You know, like, the only, like, the, the last 20 minutes, maybe, is, uh... Manhattan, so it's just basically a lot of killing stuff happening on the boat. So people are kind of disappointed, but that was my favorite one, though. Wow, that's uh, yeah. That's I mean, I I have no judgment because you know everybody has their own opinions on that. That was actually lower on my list. I don't know if you got a chance to hear that podcast I did. I dropped it on Friday the Thirteenth, actually, and um, it wasn't. I didn't hate. I don't hate any of the movies to be honest with you. Like I like them all in their own ways. It's just. That was lower on my... As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what I did. Excuse me. Okay, so I'm starting from least favorite to favorite. I did uh, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, Jason Takes Manhattan, Freddy vs. Jason, The Remake, um, Final Chapter, oh damn, what was this? Part 5, A New Blood, Friday the 13th Part 1, Friday the 13th Part 2, then Part 7, Part 6, and my number one was Part 3. And honestly, like, part three, I know it was kind of, there wasn't a lot of killing and a lot of action in, action in it, like, the, you know, the later movies. But I think part three, and this list can change. I was talking to Henry and my friend Rob about this, actually, when we were recording. But this th- this is one of those lists where you can watch the movie and it can change every single time you watch the series. But I, I think I picked part three. I mean, the story was good. And then just because it was where the iconic mask finally came into play in the third movie, so I was like, that has to be up high on my list, and I just made it number one. Yeah, but like that, that's what's like a staple for Jason, that definitely a hockey mask. But however, the, re, uh, the remake did a pretty good job in doing the, you know, the, showing the iconic mask. You know, he looks in the mirror and you see the Jason mask. I thought the remake was uh, actually pretty good, uh, you know, because a lot of remakes these days when they oh, we're going to remake this or remake that. They do a kind of like a horrible job. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about remakes. You and I actually saw uh, the new It together. With I, I haven't even gotten a chance to ask you what your thoughts on the new It, but, you know, as I said, that's another movie that people were skeptical about because, re- well, I don't like to call them remakes. I, call, I like to call them reimagining. You know, okay. A person reimagining their favorite, you know, like uh, horror at that time. So, uh what did you think about uh, the, the reimagining of it? The reimagining? Well, before I jump into that, I'm going to just jump into the Jason remake. My biggest issue with that, honestly, like, the biggest, biggest issue I have with that is that they said it in, like, well, it came out in 09, so let's say around those times. I know we're it's nine years old now. But I feel like if they did it more 80s-based, it would have been so much freaking better. And which this can help me segue into it the new it how they did you know they did the new it around this time but the time period for the movies like back in the 80s which was just perfect it worked so well for the movie 
I actually really enjoyed that movie a lot. And like, um, at the time, excuse me, when that movie was coming out, Henry gave me the the book it to read before, you know, before the movie came out, because this movie was supposed to tie with the book a little bit more than the previous miniseries thing. So I didn't have time to read through it. So I found something online and, you know, I was doing the um, audio book thing. I finished it in time and all that. And like the way I imagined the clown in my mind, I'm not going to say it was on point with it, with the one from the new it, but it was close enough, especially with the suit and everything. And it just, I really liked the movie a lot. There were some things I wish they put in the movie, but I feel like, I feel like the they did an excellent job with that movie, a real excellent job. And I cannot wait for chapter two. What are your thoughts on it? I really enjoyed it a lot. You know what's hard? Not, I like how you mentioned that they kept it in the, the time period. Mm-hmm. You know, go back a little bit as you're talking about the remake of Jason. It wasn't the 80-ish. It didn't feel like the 80s in that remake. It, it felt like the 80s. It felt like, you know, like, you you know what I mean? Like something out of the book that you were reading. Um, also, too, what's great about that movie is the kid actors that they picked. Like, the they really sold that movie. It's hard to get talented actors to do that, especially something like that, you know. And uh, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought he did an excellent job as Pennywise. You know, I mean, he just had that creepy like look to him. You know, and what's great about it is, you know, he's not in the movie that much. You don't see the clown that much in the movie, which is great because it can take form for many things but that just makes the suspense because you don't know when you're going to see him you know next in the movie and there's little easter eggs in the movie that uh there's one that a lot of people miss is when um uh jesus uh i forget the names of the characters already but uh you know how i think it was uh the one kid get, gets uh, injured and they're going to the pharmacy right to patch him up the one that's and, yeah the one that um the, the gazebo's kid <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I don't. Yeah. Oh, um, man, what's his name? Well, when he's sitting uh, on the box, and there's a painting in the back, and there's like a truck. Mm-hmm. Underneath the truck, there's a, a Pennywise. It's painted on the on the wall. Nice. It's, uh, when when he get when he got like pretty much cut up uh, by Bowers, the one kid there. I, again, I forget. I forget. Yeah. Uh, Henry. And, uh, yeah. Henry, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, so, like, to do, and then they did, I heard from Henry, they did a couple of things mm-hmm. uh, from the book, which was good, like, the, the, the guy, at the, the homeless guy who had, like, what, he had, like, leprosy or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, the pill that, that happened and whatnot, so, it was good to see them, that's what makes, that's what people want to see these day and age when they see a remake. Is see more stuff out of the book. Now, granted, you can't add everything from the book, but what's good about it is it's going to be a second chapter, so they can definitely add more stuff from the book, especially for the hardcore fans. And one more thing, um, the original it was still good uh, to this day. You know, I mean, it got a little corny here, corny there, but uh, it was one of another horror uh, movies that really got me into horror. I mean, just seeing. Uh, uh, Tim Curry sucked down Georgie, you know, and that scene that was very, very uh, traumatizing. But it it helped me uh, embrace horror as a whole. That now see, but that one, the original, I haven't seen that probably since I was about maybe twelve years old. 
I need to get back into that one. But going back to this one, what you were saying about the actors and all that, they really... This movie, they did a... I think they really did a great, great job with the casting. Because sometimes you have a good movie, good story and everything, but the cast is just... It's not all that. But I feel like they did perfect with the cast, with these kids. And it, they stole the show with this movie. And I like how, like... um, I like how they followed the book a lot, but I like how they made them, like, really be, like, kids. Like, how kids would act during those times, just kind of having a good time, you know what I mean? They had the little losers club, they had the little hangouts and all this stuff, and it was just, it was a good movie. Like, I know that, like you were saying, Pennywise wasn't in the movie a shit ton, but it worked for this, because you got to really, you got to know the characters, you got to get to know the kids, you got to really like the kids, and, like, it was one of these things where it's, like, you don't want anything to happen to these characters. Even if, like, just say if you're going into this movie blind, you never read the book, you never seen the old movie, you're going to this movie blind, and it's like, I can relate to these characters, I really love these characters, I want them all to survive. Bev's dad, you fucking thought he was a dick, nobody liked him, you know what I mean? Yep. So, so it was, it, it really, it really freaking worked, and that, going back, the, going back to the Jason thing, if they would have went with the 80s theme, I feel like it would have been a lot better. And if they would have took a more serious tone with the movie, that was another thing I didn't like about that. Like, it was too... It was too... I'm not saying that there can't be a little comedy and horror, because I, I don't mind that. I enjoy that. But I feel like there was too much for this movie, for that movie, I'm saying. And they could have did... You know, if, if they would have gave it a more serious tone and the 80s feel to it, I feel like it would have been damn near perfect. I'm not going to say it would have been perfect. And, I like, I liked... One thing I did like about it a lot is how Jason really knew the camp, how he had, like, the trap set up, how he had the underground thing and all that. I like that because I'm like, this guy's been here for his whole life or afterlife, whatever you want to call it, right. years, and he should adapt to, you know, he should adapt to his surroundings. He should really know the camp by hand. It explains how he pops up out of nowhere all the time so quick because he has these underground tunnels and all that. Like, that, to me, I thought that was freaking awesome. And I like... That's, that's what... what... That's why it made me enjoy the remake mm -hmm. because of that. Because they're explaining Jason knows the surroundings. He's been living off the land. He knows how to use these weapons. He knows how to get the point at a, a quick, uh, uh, you know, a, a quick, you know, yeah, I mean, like quickly. Sorry. Um, no, it's good. But yeah, uh, so like Jason himself in the movie was great. You know, it made sense. But, like, as you said, that you know, you have other people in, uh, you know, the movie, and it, it kind of drifts us off. But, like, the story of Jason himself in the remake, I thought was fantastic. And I said, if we had to get uh, the hockey mask and look in the mirror, it was pretty cool, too, how they did that, though, the transition for that as well. So that wasn't bad as well. I think Jason definitely wasn't bad. The story was good. It just, they kind of went off on other actors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jason, I don't think Jason was even in that movie that, that much either. Uh, was he? It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't think he's in that movie that, that much, but when he does, it, it, it's important, you know? It's like, oh, it makes sense, you know? I mean, he got some pretty cool kills in that movie as well, uh, and whatnot, so. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely did, and, like, I mean, he was in a decent amount, and, like, when he was in it, he really did steal the show, but I just, like I said, my biggest thing was, like, I wish I had the 80s feel, I wish the movie took, I mean, you you had the comedy relief, you have that damn there every movie, which I'm fine with, but I just wish it had more of a serious, serious darker tone, I'll say even. Yeah, yeah, especially if like a person like Jason is hunting you down on his, his uh, you know, yeah. territory, you know what I mean? That's, that's his, his domain. Yeah, 
Now, the, the kills in the movie were freaking awesome. And I'm going to ask you, I mean, you haven't seen the movie in a while. I haven't seen the movie in a while. But from what I can remember, I'm going to ask you this. I'll, I'll tell you what mine was first, my favorite kill that I think I can remember. And it's the sleeping bag kill where he hung the chick up over the, the campfire. Yep. That was probably like one. First kill, like, it, almost the first kill, but it was one it was of them. Like, it was right in the beginning. It was, yeah, it was, it was in the intro. Like, you know, they had the little intro thing and then the movie started. It was right in the intro. That and I, I I thought that was an awesome kill right there, but um yeah I think that was my favorite I think that was my favorite kill in the movie that I can remember that's the one that stands out at least. Uh, the sink back is always uh, like iconic, you know that's even in Friday the Thirteenth game they put the sink back kill Kane Hodder uh you know went for that game and did the motion capture for that. Um, as far as I remember, I actually enjoyed um. But what I can remember, I mean, besides the Superback kill as well, is when uh, the the one girl, a uh, one woman there is swimming and she's hiding from Jason, and she goes underneath like the like the dock, mm-hmm. and he's walking over, and you can see Jason, and you think she got away, and all of a sudden the spear goes right through the dock, right into her head, and then he just lifts. Lifts it out of her head. That was actually one uh, pretty cool because, like, it, you know, it's it's like, oh, you think you escaped from Jason, but he already knew you were there. You know, just shows you how uh, smart he is as well. You know, he's just not like this. You know, except for like zombie Jason, he's not like this vlog vlog of a person. You know, he's actually uh, intelligent. And going back to what we said, you know, he knows his way of it. He knows his territory. You know. So he knows he's like, okay, this person probably here. I'm just gonna mess with him for a little bit, and uh, before I kill him, like play with your food, almost. So I like, yeah, I did like that about it. Kind of like a little cat and mouse type of deal. Like I'm gonna play with you for a little bit, and then I'm gonna fucking kill you because I'm Jason and I can do that. <clears throat> um, let me think, let me think, let me think. Another thing about the movie, um, what was I gonna say? I'll well, I'll tell you a funny moment in the movie. I, me and Henry. After we see, like, you know, we've seen it in theaters twice for one, but I I ended up buying the movie, and we rewound this part probably about ten times. It's when, um, it was, I don't remember the guy's name, it was one of the, it was the main guy that was, like, the, the jock, the big diesel dude that was an asshole. Right. The one that cheated on his girlfriend, the one that had the line, you know, your tits are stupendous with the other chick. But it was when, it was after the cops came, and Jason killed the cop, and Jason was on the roof, and the the guy that I was just talking about, he was in the cop car, like in the front or whatever. Jason threw somebody off the roof, and the guy, whoever he threw off the roof, landed on the cop car, and the guy screamed like a girl. And, yo, <laughs> we laughed so... And you worked with Henry for I don't know how long, but I'm sure you've seen him have his little laughing tantrums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, and we both laughed for so long. Like, we were around that at least ten times. And it was just like... That part of the movie didn't bother me. Like, in any... First of all, Jason's always throwing people through something, or you know, he's always throwing people around, yeah, literally. Yes, a lot of windows. I love it, yeah. but um, yeah, that that right there, like I said, if it had the '80s feel with that right there, I would. Oh my goodness, I feel like that movie would have been, like I said, damn near perfect if it had the '80s feel to it, just because it's like, it's what we grew up. I mean, I know the movies were out before we were born, but it's what we grew up on when you got old enough to watch the movies. It's what we loved. It's what we enjoyed. It's pretty much what you're saying. It's basically it's it's what we always go back to. Like you know, Friday the Thirteenth was actually like what, like uh, last week. 
like two weeks ago. Yep. You know, like, and when it's Friday the 13th, I gotta, I gotta pop in, you know, some Friday the 13th or, or, uh, play Friday the 13th, uh, video game that just came out, like, uh, last year. You know, so it's like, it, you know, those movies keep you coming back, you know, because I, I enjoy them. You know, they're campy and whatnot, but it's the campiness that brings me back. It's, you know, it's that love love for the campiness. And just for Jason, it's just awesome to see him just go on a murdering spree. I mean, that sounds like a little bit of a psycho, but, you know, it's just like you appreciate that. You're, like, you're kind of rooting for Jason because, like, in his story, you know, like, he was a kid, he drowned at Crystal Lake, and, you know, none of the counselors watched him. So you're like, yeah, Jason, you go get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. Like I have the same feel. Even like as a kid when I was watching these movies, I'm rooting for Jason. I'm like, kill these motherfuckers. Kill every single one of them. And um You know what's crazy though is like when you root for the villain in these movies, you it's like because I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, as far as the Jason movie goes, like like you said, he drowned because people weren't watching him and all this stuff. His, so his mother, you know, his mother was doing the, the killing in the original one. Right, absolutely. Yep. And, then on, and then his mother gets killed, and somehow he sees it. You never know where he is. He's in the woods, or he's looking from the lake somehow, you know, whatever. But he sees it, so then that's his revenge, to just kill anybody who goes there. Slaughter them, slaughter them, slaughter them, which I think is freaking awesome. I love it. And it kind of had you rooting for him, because it's like, Jason, if you think about it, he has a sad story. He died as a child. Legend has it he dies as a child, you know. I don't know how he got. We don't know how he became an adult. That's not important because Jason's the man. He sees his mother get decapitated, and he just you come to that camp, you're getting killed. Which I I just I I love it, and it's it's like you said, it's a campy movie. It can be cheesy, whatever, but it, it worked. It really freaking worked. And, um, like, even nowadays with slashers, they don't really have that iconic slasher, well, before, let me, yeah, they were, they don't, they never made that another iconic slasher besides, like, in the 80s and all, you know, 70s, 80s and all that stuff, maybe early 90s. And I think, did you see the movie Terrifier before I get on this little quick tangent? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Terrifier. I was going to segue to other horror stuff, but go ahead and continue. Okay. We can segue into that right after, but but the movie Terrifier with Art the Clown, have you seen All Hallows Eve? Or no? Oh, man. No, I haven't seen All Hallows Eve. I've seen Sleepy Hollow, but not All A <laughs> <laughs> little different, man, but um, anyway, I highly, highly recommend watching the Terrifier movie. Amazing. It doesn't really have a story at all, but it's like a, it's a newer movie, but it'll, it'll remind, when you watch it, it'll remind you of an 80s slasher. It's, it's really good. And I, I honestly feel, and I honestly hope that they, I think they'll do more movies. I hope they do, do more movies. And I think this will be like the next big name slasher if they stick with it. Cause it's, it's really that good. In my opinion, like I said, the story could be stronger, but other than that, like with the kills and everything and the way that. Uh, Art the Clown is, and the guy who played him, ama- it was amazing, like, the clown is, he's, he, he does he's not like the typical clown making jokes and making noise, he's silent, he's a silent killer, a silent assassin, he's like a mime, but he does stuff that makes you laugh, like, say, if, if the clown's laughing in the movie, 
he's doing like the laughing gesture, but he's not like making the noise of laughter. I, it's real gory. I think you would enjoy it. I highly, highly, highly recommend that movie, Terrifier, and it it was fucking amazing. Like, to me, in my in my opinion, as far as all the horror movies I've seen this year, like the newer, I can't remember every single horror movie I've seen this year, but as far as the ones that I've seen this year for the first time, I'll say. This one's probably hands down my favorite. Like I um there's another amazing podcast. It's called uh, Three Guys at Horror. That's another horror podcast. But they they did a little review on the movie and I gave me personally, just from what I watched from it, this is minus a story. This is going by it's like a B movie, like I say, you know, the budget B film. I gave it a nine point five. And it was mainly because of just like I said, Again, I know I'm repeating myself. It didn't really have a story story to it, but if you watch it, you'll kind of see, like, the way the clown is. The clown's really fucking creepy, and the kills are brutal. They're amazing, and I I don't... There's one kill in there that, when you see the movie, I'll just tell you, it's probably one of my favorite kills. It's my favorite kill in the movie. Probably one of my favorite... I can't think of them all. Maybe one of these days I'll do a list. Like, a top five kills in all horror movies that I've ever seen. That's how good this movie was. Matter of fact, before before you get into your thing, let's do, I want to do a top 13 because of Jason. <laughs> He's yeah. going to be on that list. Perfect. Top Perfect. 13. Lucky number yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah. I got to be a part of that. Definitely. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, talking about clowns, mm-hmm. I'm going to that. Can't, can't, not. Segue to something else until we mention killer clowns from outer space. Come on, that even though it's a little bit comedy and cheesy and stuff, man, that movie looks great. Have you seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I seen that a couple years. I seen it one time a couple years ago with my wife, and um, it was a fun movie. Like I would have probably liked it and appreciated it a lot more when I was a kid. I do want to revisit that movie just to kind of you know just to get a refresher on it. Right. But um. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was fun. And tell me your thoughts on it. And I'm just going to throw this out there. The question, would you want to see a remake of that? You could tell me about the movie and then answer that question after or before. That's up to you. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll answer it after if I want to see it. Uh, so, well, seeing Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I remember seeing it for the first time. And, you know, kind of, kind of creeped me out a little bit. It was kind of weird. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then I, I then it was on Netflix. Uh, I think it was like last year. I I saw it again. I'm like, oh, you know, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You know, like you know, putting people in cotton candy and doing shadow puppets. You know, uh, just taking a cop, make him a, a puppet, like a mannequin puppet, whatever. You know, there's a lot of corny, cool stuff. You know, mischief stuff that like clowns would do. You know, but it was still horror. You know, I mean, there were people in cocoons and, you know, sticking a straw in the, the cocoon. Well, it's like cotton candy cocoon. And, you know, drinking, drinking their blood and whatnot. You know, so it's like, ah. But, you know, like, it was, it's more, when I saw it the second time, it seemed like more, a little bit more of like a, a comedy horror mm-hmm. than a horror. That, you know, so like, I appreciated it a lot more when I saw it the second time because I understood it a little bit better. Uh, for a remake, I, I think they should leave that alone, you know, for what it is, mm-hmm. uh, because 
again, as we're talking earlier about, you know, uh, remakes or reimagining, they just, it, people, what they do is they, they try to look back on the older, the older film, like it, people like the, the older, the Tim Curry compared to the new one, you know, it's, it, it's hard, what, it's hard for people to separate the two, you know, because they always have a comparison uh, when, it, when it comes to that. But I think a movie like that should just be left alone because it's just good. It's just good what they did, you know, for what, what, what the comedy horror, you know. I mean, it, it really didn't have too much of a plot to it, you know. It's just this killer town came from space, uh, start killing people, you know, mischief, doing clown stuff and whatnot. So it was, it was just uh, good, you know. It's good all around. I get you there. See me, I'm one of those people that um I don't I know a lot of people hate remakes, reboots, or the term that you're coming up with that I actually like is reimagined. But I, I I do enjoy them as long as it's done right. Like for example, um oh shit, what movie was it? I don't like a, oh fuck. I gotta, I gotta think real quick now. I'm trying to think what movie I was talking about the other day. Well, shit, I threw one out there in a, in a horror group a while ago. Um because me and my good friend Rob, he's like a brother, we did uh, a podcast on Jaws. And I was like, there's never really been a shark movie that lives up. There hasn't been a shark movie that lives up to that, in my opinion. I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot slash remake of that. But not too, not too much CGI, though. But just, I don't know. I wouldn't mind. But at the same time, that movie was, to me, that movie was, it was really good the original Jaws, but I wouldn't mind seeing a remake or a reboot of that. I know a lot of people that are going to hear this podcast, and you may even disagree with it, which is 100% perfectly fine. That's, you know, that's everybody has their own opinions on it. But I just feel like that movie could have been, I don't know, they're just, I feel like nowadays if they would have done the same exact story, though, like don't add too much bullshit, you know, like when they do a remake or a reboot, they change the story up. Just, I think that would have been a fun one to redo. Well, I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, we've been talking about so many horror movies, you know, like Jaws. Jaws has always been like a, a go-to, you know. I mean, like it made people scared to swim at the beach. Shit, I know? am. <laughs> I mean, I'm it, terrified. Got a great way to start. Yep. You know, I mean, but uh, I mean, what's great about Jaws? A long to have that again, as we said earlier in this podcast, the remake of the Jason movie or reimagining. Uh, is as long as you have that 80s feel, you know, that 80s feel, because, like, again, Jaws, uh, half the time you only saw Jaws fan or Wayne was going for the kill, mm-hmm. you know, it was that build-up when the next time they're going to see him on screen, or they do the, the, the fake-out when, um, you know, the guy was throwing the chum over the side of the boat, and he goes, to look away, and Jaws pops out of the water, and he looks up, well, we're going to need a bigger boat, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, as long as it has that kind of little campy baby stuff with the, you know, reimagining of it, that'd be great to, that'd be a great movie to visit for a remake because, I mean, the shark was uh, mechanical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a mechanical shark. It was actually named Bruce. So the shark it was named Bruce. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So, like, if they get enough funding, you can always make another mechanical uh, shark so you don't have to really do uh, much CGI. But this day and age, it's probably cheaper to do CGI. And Jaws never really have to be on screen that much either. 
what makes it so good is that it's that build up, you know, of him when he's going to strike again. Is he going to strike with all the people at the beach? Is he going to strike that uh, fisherman boat, you know, that is out there? You just don't know. That That's what makes the Jaws movie so good. So, that's my opinion. No, I agree with everything you just said there. Like, it's not a movie that has to be remade. It's just something that, you know, it, I thought of it one day. I think, as a matter of fact, there was a post on um, this horror group, and they said, um, something, you know, like, what movie would you like to see remade? And that's just the first thing that popped in my head. Like, it would be a fun remake. It doesn't necessarily have to be done, but it would be fun. You know what I mean? It would be a fun remake. Oh, absolutely, 100%. You know, uh, again, I said, like, I mean, not to be redundant but like it's one of those films that the the main attraction which is jaws shark you know it doesn't have to really be in, in the film that long it's that build up as long as you do the build up correctly for you know for that movie it, it, it can be stellar you know? i'll say i'll branch off onto that i'll say the build up and the way the shark looks because again like you were saying um it'd be probably be a lot cheaper for them to do cgi than do a mechanical shark but if they if the shark looks stupid or doesn't look good, look damn near no. Matter of fact, with the stuff they have out now, if that shark doesn't look real, if it looks too animated, too cartoony, too robotic, it's that right there. I don't care how good the story is, I don't care how good the build up is, that right there can kill it because that's you know what I mean. Like that's the main attraction of the movie. It's like I want to see this fucking shark. I want to see how this shark looks. You know what I mean? Like that can kill it. Well, what's great about the first Jaws is uh, the opening scene with the uh, uh, woman uh, skinny dipping mm-hmm. out in the ocean and she's just swimming all of a sudden. She's yanked once, and, uh, starts panicking, yanked again, comes up, and yanked again, and then she doesn't come up. I think it's three times they yanked her. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but, you know, it's like, what, what the heck yank it down? Yeah. You know, even if you don't know about sharks, whatever, like in the ocean, whatever, it's like, down. And then that, like, oh, you know, a sh- you know, we found, you know, I mean, like the shark attack, you know, we found this remains of this, this woman, whatever, washed up on the beach. You know, it's like, oh, geez, that must be a huge shark. It's like, oh, wow, well, how massive is the shark? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, where is it? You know, and it's always, it's always like a, a special event. These shark attack always happen near like a big special event. Yes, they do. If you're going to do a remake, yeah, I have like this, like, big special event. Where all these people at the beaches and stuff, you know, because that's that's that does that's like the candy movie. There's always a big special event going on, you know. <laughs> that is true at the beach, a little party or whatever, little festival, summer festival, and um, Spring you know, break, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything, really. You know what's crazy about the um the Jaws thing, and I mean, obviously, I didn't know this watching it as a kid or even as a young teen, but um, great white sharks are really not as, are not the most aggressive sharks. It's the, um, the bull sharks are really aggressive, which, I mean, not everybody knows about a bull shark when you do a great white, so you couldn't really do jaws with a bull shark. And I know great whites get bigger, but a fun, I mean, just throwing this out there, if they did, if they did a shark movie with a bull shark in it, because the bull shark is the one shark that can go in rivers and all that. I can go in fresh water. So that would be a fun movie. Not again, not jaws, just throwing it out there for a shark movie or, you know, it can go in the river and it can go in the ocean, so it can go back and forth pretty much. That would be kind of fun, in my opinion. But again, they'd have to do it right. Or it can be one of those cheesy movies. You know, when I haven't seen the movie. I'm sure it's cheesy as hell. The Piranha 3D, which I probably will watch one day. I, it, I think I saw Piranha 3D. It was just, it was just a little campy. and what, I mean, the Piranhas really weren't looking that great for CGI, but 
for a movie about piranhas like tearing people apart it's very gruesome very bloody and uh it, it's it's satisfying a little bit you know don't don't pay really pay heads to the story really just, oh just, there for, like jaws there for jaws you know? yeah, piranhas, yeah. You're, you're rooting for the piranhas you know so that's that's what it's about um now back to the friday the 13th the game how is that game? I haven't purchased it yet. I would like to. I'm just kind of, but I have, I've seen people talking about it online, but I haven't talked to anybody that, like, you know, I personally know you. So I haven't talked to anybody that I personally know that actually owns it. Well, a couple of cousins and stuff, but I know you're into horror and stuff, so. Yeah, so not, not a problem. Uh, so last year, uh, it came out uh, with the Friday the 13th game. Now, everybody knows they only had uh, one previous game before that, I believe. Uh, which was the NES one, where it was a side-scroller, and was, the map was confusing, left was going up, right was going down, you know, <laughs> you go yep. to the cabin, and look for counselors, and try to find Jason, and hit you with the toothbrush, all that fun stuff. Um, so they decided to, uh, you know, make their own game, which is basically, you can play as Jason, mm-hmm. which is awesome, or you can play as uh, a counselor. Now, uh, up to eight eight people can play, so there be seven uh, counselors and one person chasing. And you can set your uh, preference if you want to be a, a counselor more often, or you just want to be Jason. Oh, that's also, cool. too, if you don't feel like dealing with you know online people and whatnot, you know you can just play as Jason and verse the AI and just go on a murdering spree and <laughs> kill people at the camps. Um, far as I know, uh, it's they have the pack in that quad was, I think, in the second one was Pac-Nac. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, when you go into the Pac-Nac Lodge, it's pretty much on point of, of the films and whatnot, like the campsites and whatnot. Which, oh, that's which, awesome. Which is, which is kind of scary but cool, you know, that they took their time to get that. Um, game is still buggy, but the, develop, the developer team is smaller, still constantly working on it. Uh, the kills are fantastic. It's it's like it's it's you're Jason and when you capture somebody, you're you're pretty much dead unless you have a pocket knife. They add like a substance out of the pocket knife. Mm-hmm. You gotta find. So when you're the counselor, you've gotta uh, run away from Jason. Uh, cabins are kind of safe, but you can uh, knock down. Uh, you can not knock down. They basically breaks the door down um, to get in the cabin. Uh, the survivors have to. Find the fuse uh, and find the phone box to escape. Uh, get three car parts, which is the keys, the battery, and the gas to escape. Uh, uh, what else? Or um, find the gas and propeller for the boat. They can see if on boat. And um, they got, or they can wait out the match, which is 20 minutes. Each each match is uh, 20 minutes. Now Jason's like, okay, well he's he has seven. People against him. What does Jason have? Well, Jason has a shift ability, which allows him to uh, move fast for a brief period of time, and you can uh, grab a, a counter. You cancel it and grab a counter for a kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, ha- he has a morph ability, which you can teleport anywhere on the, onto the map. And uh, his other uh, ability called Stalk, which basically, because when Jason's around, it plays music, and they have. But depending on what Jason you are, it depends on the music that you like. Uh, if like Manhattan, if I used to play Jason, Manhattan Jason, uh, which is part eight, 
mm-hmm. they have that music playing. Or if you play the Jason Go to Hell, the music is different. So it was kind of cool. And then Jason has a sensibility. So basically, if the survivor is running or if they're in the cabin, a cabin with a bread, or if they're, because the more scared the counter get, it's easier for you to find them on the map. Uh, of course, Jason has bear traps to, to lay down. Uh, at like the foam, like the foam box or a vehicle, so they, you know, it deters people. Hey, do I want to use my pocket knife to get rid of this bear trap, or do I want to step in it and risking Jason coming towards my direction? You know, and I mean, it's a fun game. Um, it's a lot of fun when you got like a couple group, a couple of your buddies playing. I mean, I don't really play it that much because it got a lot of. A lot of toxic people at try hard because when I was first playing it, it was it was great because they had the close proximity voice mm-hmm. chat. So you're Jason, you can talk talk back to the counselors and whatnot. So people are like talking, you know, trash to you and whatnot. But it gets it gets nowadays it gets pretty brutal because they kind of nerf Jason a little bit because they're oh he's too strong. At first, the developer wasn't going to do anything because they thought it's Jason. He's supposed to be strong. Of course, Jason also has his rage ability, which basically uh, he just doesn't not you know chop down doors. He just walks through doors, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Uh, and all his ability comes back quicker as well. So I mean, they have uh, part. I think they have part two, part three, part four, part six, part seven, eight, and nine, and then. The updates are gonna add uh, Jason Max. Nice. So they got, you know, what I mean, so it, it's it's fun for what it is. I mean, if if you can always go on to uh, like Twitch.tv and type in Friday the Thirteenth uh, gameplay, I'm pretty sure somebody's playing it at this time, and check out the game and see if it's something that you like. Or as I said, even if you don't want to uh, deal with the online play, you can. I mean, because you and I both are Jason fans, mm-hmm. I just play against the computer and just. Enjoy killing as 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 Jason. You know? That that sounds good to me. Now back you're just saying about the um the one player mode. They finally added that because I know that was been discussed for a long time about them adding the you know the one player mode and all that. Uh, I don't. It's been a while, so I'm not touched on the date, but it's basically um from what I last played it. It's basically it's like. You go against the AI. It's like almost like you're playing online match, but it gets AI counselors. I know the, the single player is coming out very, very soon. Uh, but I could be wrong. could be out now, so don't quote me on that. But, yeah, but I heard the single player, you know, you're going to uh, be special kills in there and whatnot. And, you know, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it. But right now they have it where, as far as I know, they have it where you can... Uh, play as if you were online but it's against uh you know basically bots okay yeah i'm gonna have to i'm i know i'm eventually gonna grab the game because if i play it online or not which i probably would play it online i'm a jason fan so i feel like i need to own it i own the one on regular nintendo which that game's fucking impossible to beat i've probably because i believe if i'm not mistaken i believe you have to beat jason like three times you know taking all this yep. power away three times i've done it one as far as one time not three times just one time and that's it but one thing i do love about that game is the music i know it's simple but i just like the um 
you know when you first turn the game on that intro music and all that and the um count the character select music that's probably my favorite music in the game or the uh what's it that's another good one yeah and and i mean it it's it's simple i mean it's old it's old ass game i mean it's simple but it works and it to me the music stands up i'm not going to say the the game stands up to the times now which i do I'm one of the rare people that actually do like the game, probably because I'm such a Jason fan. But it's just, it's a fun game. And you I know how you mentioned Kane Hodder with the new Jason game, how he was in that. Yep. I actually got the met. He did a uh, uh, motion capture for the game. Yep. Uh, so he did all the kills. So he, when you're playing as Jason, you basically pick out Kane Hodder. Oh, yeah. Him, now, I've said this before on other episodes of my podcast. I've said it on my live videos. I'm going to say it again. Hands down, he's my favorite. For one, he's my favorite horror icon, so he's obviously my favorite Jason, and he just, I read his book, well, again, with the audio book, because I was at work and all that, so it's easier, did the audio book of his book, and it's just, it was, it was great, great read, I definitely want to own the hard copy of that, but it was like, um, he really, like, when he got, finally got the role to play, when he got to play Jason in part seven, he really took the job serious, nothing against the other Jasons, I think everybody did an excellent job, but he just took it to that next level, like, I'll throw out a, th- a few things that I threw out in the last episode that I put out. Well, the Friday the 13th episode, I'll say. He was saying how, like, um, when he was in character, when he was in costume, he would stay away from the rest of the cast for the all three movies that he was in. Sorry, four. And he would, um, yeah, he would stay away from the cast just so, like, when he, you know, the little jump scares and stuff would be, like, more real because they, they're not hanging around around. He's not hanging out with them while he's in costume joking around and all that he's like staying away from them which i i love that he was saying like the way he would get hyped up was like when he's away from them he'd be yelling and banging on stuff just to kind of get into that violent angry mode that mood or whatever you want to call it yeah yes there you go just, uh, so, you know i mean i mean i didn't know that i know like he really like stayed in character like mm-hmm. he was uh when he had that costume on and that's, but see, that's what liking the job and enjoying the job is all about, you know, like, to, to stay away from the cast and all of a sudden, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, because people know about Jason, like, oh, yeah, Jason, all of a sudden, like, all right, well, Jason's going to kill you, like, okay, well, I'm going to go here and Jason's going to pop up, yeah, it's like, where, where, where's Jason, it's like, oh, don't worry, you know, he's going to be there all of a sudden, like, go to that spot, because, you know, I, I did a, a movie a couple of years back, so, you know, I mean, I know all about that, so, but going to that spot, the person would jump out like that, it's just, it's just going to make, you know, that authentic, like, oh, holy God, you know, or, yeah. oh, scared the crap out of me, so that's actually very interesting that you uh, brought that up, that's actually really awesome, I didn't, I didn't know you'd be, uh, I mean, I heard you stay in character, but I didn't know you'd stay away from like, the cat. Yep. Another funny thing he did, well, I thought this was funny. I don't remember the cast members he did this to, but um, it started with the Friday the 13th movies, actually. When he was in, you know, he was in the full Jason costume, and he was like, you know, he would have to pee, right? And yeah. it's a pain in the ass to get the whole costume off to go to the bathroom. So but I don't know how he did it, but... He would pee in other people's trailers, like just go in there and just piss on the, f- <laughs> just piss on the floor. He said he started that with part seven, and he did it through for every single Jason movie. And as you know, he plays um, 
He played Victor Crowley in all the uh, Hatchet movies. He did the same thing in those movies. And I don't remember if it was the Hatchet, one of the Hatchet movies or one of the Jason movies, but he even did it in his own freaking trailer. Like, that's fucking hilarious right there. Like, he just, just pissing on the floor. Because he was like, he said he did it in the first movie and then it just became like routine. And he was like, you know, I don't know if he had to go and he was in his trailer or if he had to go and he couldn't get anyone else's trailer, but he just did it right on his own floor. Which I again, that's funny as hell. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know if well the costume itself. So as I said, you know, like when you're in a costume, like because as I said, when I was producing a movie a few years back, you know, you're on set for like twelve hours at times, sometimes sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know, shooting stuff. People don't think like, oh, you know, you're on a movie set. It's like you know, you got to do takes, or sometimes you know, there's noise in the background because you're picking up car or outside, you know, because we, where I shot it, you know, was very, it was a high traffic area, you know, kids were getting out of school, so there's plenty of times where you had to be seen several times or move into, uh, you know, it's like, okay, guys, we can't do this now, we got to go to a different part of the set and we'll, we'll film, we'll plan out what to film here, you know, so like, but back to my case, I'm drifting off a little bit, uh, to be in costume for that long, and you know, especially a costume that requires like makeup and it's going to be a pain. It's like, so it's like, hey man, when you got to go, you got to go. It. Yep. You know, do, do, do you, man? Do you? <laughs> you know, you just got to just like let it go right down, trickle down your pants, just let it go. <laughs> I hear, hey man, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you in that. And, um, what was I going to say now? So, what um what horror movies are you looking forward to, to watching like newer ones? I know before we started recording, you mentioned A Quiet Place, and I I did actually just see that recently, about maybe a week ago. I'm not gonna spoil it for you at all. I'm gonna say me personally. I feel it was overhyped, which I should know better. You you're on Facebook, so you see how people share it all over Facebook saying it's the scariest oh, yeah, movie. Is the worst. I try to I try to avoid it a little bit. I mean, I have social media, but a lot of people, a lot of people hype things up more than they should. But yeah, you know, I don't want to. Yep. No, it's cool. Yeah, like they're saying it's the scariest movie, this, that, and the third, which it wasn't. But it was, it was okay, maybe even good for me. But um, it's one of those things. Like I said, I don't want to give it away. But if they, I'll just say this: if they made a prequel to this movie, I would probably like this movie a lot more. And it's just, again, but you can't go by that because there is a lot of, my wife loved the movie and Henry loved the movie. So you can't really go by me saying it was all right or good because they really enjoyed the movie. Me, I think it's because like, well, for one, slasher is my favorite genre of horror. I love the, up. I'm I'm the type, I love the up in your face crazy, even if there's a story with it, there could be a good story with it, but that's like my favorite. But I can deal with the more subtle kind of laid back stuff too. It's just. I don't know. I just felt like this movie could have been a little bit more, and I would have liked it a lot more if it was just just if they did a few things different in it. I like I said, I'm not gonna say anything about it. I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to go see it for yourself. And I'll probably it's one of those things too where like um for me in particular, maybe I'll have to go back and watch it again to get the real appreciation for it, like the real you know to get the real feel for it. But I definitely say watch the movie, check it out, and get your opinion on it. Don't it's one of those movies where I would say. You're either going to love it 
are you well i can't even say that i was gonna say you're gonna love it or hate it because like i said i don't love it or hate it i think it's all right pretty good but it's it's one of those movies where you you can't go off of say me saying the movie's okay slash good and henry saying the movie's really good go check it out it's like check it out for yourself type of deal you know yeah because there is there is uh, we've both watched plenty of horror movies we've both watched plenty of really good and really bad horror movies and it's like (laughs) there's a movie i don't remember what it's i think it's called bunny massacre or something like that i don't remember what it's called but um i watched it about a a year or two ago with my wife and it's oh my god it was so bad it was a b-rated movie maybe even a z-rated movie if that's a movie rating it was it was bad and i can do cheesy shitty movies during you know those movies that are so bad they're good but this movie was so bad it was bad <laughs> and it was just no n- not at all the room is better right it was like I I don't want to take any credit away from the people who are in the movie or the people that created the movie because I know they tried and all that. It just it didn't. I didn't like it at all. Well, to, to uh, add more to that, uh, things got to know is like when it comes to movies, uh, you could have really great actors. It just could just be bad writing. You know, like you get an actor like you know uh, Chris Evans. And, Chris Hemsworth, and mm-hmm. all these great actors, but if the writing is wrong, they can't save the movie. Yeah, and I was, I was like, maybe the actors were, were good in it, but it's just, their storytelling wasn't. You know, um, to, I'd like to go back a little bit because you were talking about, you know, how uh, A Quiet Place was overhyped. And, you know, this this overhype has been going back since Paranormal Activity. You know, they're like, oh, the scariest film and everything. And they show the trailers of people being scared and jump scared in movie theaters and whatnot. You know, I mean, or now, like, this new Netflix uh, one, Veronica. People people shutting this thing off halfway through. It's, what it is, it's, it's just a, it's marketing, a marketing voice for you to go see the movie. Which is not, I'm not judging, you know, I mean, if it gets people to see a movie, if it works, by all means, I, I mean, I'm a, I said, I, I produced the movie myself, you know, so I understand these marketing ploys, uh, you know, to get people to watch, watch films, you know, you want people to watch films, you want to get noticed, and whatnot, hopefully, you know, it pays off again. Uh, so, it, it's just one of those things where you got the trailer, and then you got, you know, sponsored, like, on social media, they do like a little article or something. It's one of those things where you got to step back and think to yourself, like, is this something that I want to see? Like, it does this fit into my genre of like movie that I want to see? Like, uh, for instance, um, you, you said you, you're right up slash flick, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, it's like, oh, do I think this is a straight up slash flick and I'm gonna enjoy this? And I'm a horror fan. It's like, uh, probably not. I mean, I'm a mix. I'm I'm slasher, and I also like psychological thrillers. Uh, my favorite psychological one, I don't, I, I don't think it's really psychological. I think it's more suspense and psychological. Um, definitely 14 away, but I have to say Shining as well. The Shining was the Shining was great. But 14 and 8 with John Cusack and Samuel Jackson. John Cusack carried that that uh, movie himself. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's it's not like bloody or gory. It's suspense. It's psychological, but 
Like, it's one of those films that you keep revisiting because you always miss something. So, like, so I have a tradition. It's kind of funny. I always, uh, around October, I always watch Working Away. So, it, that and amongst other whole bunch of fucker up for, like, Night of the Creeps. Of course, you know, Friday the 13th is up there as well. So. Yeah, um, with 1408, I actually did see, I only seen that one one time. I've actually seen that within the past two years, too. It, it was... It was a really good movie. It was crazy. It was, and again, I get why you're saying what you just said about it's one of those movies you should revisit multiple times because you can kind of miss stuff. Because I know I definitely miss things in it, and it wasn't from lack of paying attention or falling asleep. It was just because there's, there's just so much crazy shit in that movie, and it was real. It was really well done, and it's not like I don't only like slashers. I know you didn't say that I do, but I'm just saying like that's just my favorite genre is slasher is like my number one genre but i'll watch any type of horror movie um i don't care if it's a b c d all the way down to z whatever you want to you know but um because they're fun like my horror is definitely my favorite genre and i'll say that because you can real you can literally go anywhere with horror like it it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good movie but i mean not that i've now i'm going to mention just name a couple random horror things not that these type of movies have happened not that i've seen these type of horror movies but you can do like you can really if you really want to you can do a romantic horror you can do comedy horror you can do just straight up serious horror whatever like i feel like that's the only genre where you can literally go in any direction with and not be wrong again that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good movie it's just that it's not going to be wrong you know what i mean like yeah, it's, it's kind of like almost like jack or all trades but master none. exactly it's it's fun and it's it's I don't it, like I said like it's I don't know and there's so many different like as far as horror goes like thriller goes hand in hand with horror like some people are like oh is this thriller you can even say kind of sci-fi it's just one of them things where it's like you me and you have both watched again plenty of movies and you're sitting there I'll just I can't think of a movie title off the top of my head but I'll just say like you go to Netflix you look for a horror movie and you're looking at you're looking through movies and you're like horror. Like, why is this in the horror category? This is not horror to me. But thinking about it, that could be horror to somebody else, you know? Like, so, I don't I don't fucking know, man. It's it's funny. It's just funny how that shit works with, with the horror genre. Like, there's no other genre that it's like, is this comedy or is this drama? Or is it, you know, is it whatever? Is it suspense? It's like, no, this is a comedy movie. I'm fucking laughing through the whole movie. Horror, it can it can bounce around in all those genres, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. is it? How is this a horror movie? There's a lot of Netflix uh, movies that like I don't know sections that are like that, but you know what? I mean, sometimes you find a little little gem in there, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I see the movie called. Uh, I actually watched this movie on um YouTube last year, the end of last year, called uh, fuck with Trevenge. Have you ever seen that? Uh, you know what? Last year, I remember that post that you posted on the, uh, <laughs> uh, the page, uh, your, your horror page. Never seen it, but it, I think you actually said you didn't mind it. You actually uh, enjoyed it. I, I Honestly, I really did. and I'm, I, I want to revisit that movie. It's only like 15 minutes long, but I'd love to revisit that movie and do a review. And I'm just going to throw this out here. I know I've talked to friends about this, but I would I want to do like a... Um, like, they have a cryptic TV that's online. You can watch YouTube, you know, the cryptic TV thing. You follow them on YouTube. They have, like, horror movie shorts and this movie, Treevenge. 
I wouldn't mind doing an episode or episodes here and there on this podcast. Yes, I'm putting it out here, people. So just listen. <laughs> of um, you know, just say we pick like three or four horror movie shorts that are like a half hour or less, forty five minutes or less. <clears throat> Excuse me. We talk about it on a podcast or whatever, and rate them, and just go, so on and so forth. That could be me and you, me, you, and whoever, or me and whoever. But I think that would be fun. And this movie, Tree, this movie Tree Venge, I didn't mean to cut you off, but this movie Tree Venge was a real fun, funny, fucked up movie. Crazy as hell, made no sense. I really had a great time watching this movie. And this this is one of those movies that we discussed earlier in this episode. It's so bad that you enjoy it. It's just like the acting's bad, the story's bad, everything about the movie does not work, but it works. As crazy as that sounds, and you're just like, and it's only about 15 minutes, so it's not like you're wasting an hour, and, like if this movie was an hour and a half, two hours, you're like, why the fuck did I sit here and watch this movie for two hours? <laughs> but because it's 15 minutes and so much crazy shit happens in 15 minutes, you're just like, wow, that was a fun fucking movie. A fun fucking horror, gory, weird, fucked up movie. I would watch this again. It only took up 15 minutes of my time. But whatever they were trying to tell you in this movie, you got it in that 15 minutes. It didn't take them two hours, which, thank God, it didn't take them two hours. Because, like, again, you'd be like, what the fuck? But it was... I I do recommend this movie, and I'm definitely going to come back to it again one day and watch it. It's just... <laughs> and it's on YouTube. Like I said, that's the best thing about it. It's on YouTube. So you can watch it for free. Oh, nice. Well, I'll have to check it out. Definitely. It's and you know to to add more to it. it you're right. Like, it, like, look. If you're, it's one of those things where it, it's tough. Because as I said, I mean, I don't mean to again, like, again, but when I was uh, making uh, my movie a couple years back, it's it's so tough because when you're making the movie, you don't see it get put together. Yeah. So you're doing this scene one day, then you jump into the end of the movie, you're jumping to the start of the movie, you're jumping in, you know, the middle, you know, it's, it can be hectic at times. So, and you think it's great, you know, you're all laughing, you know, you all take pride in that work, about that scene and whatnot, and like, a- after a long day of shooting, it's just a bunch of jumble stuff, so it's like, you know, it's, it's how you put the movie together, you know, how it, how it gets put together which is, makes a, a staple to the movie. And it, it's it's tough because, like, when you see it get put together and whatnot, and it comes together, you know, you, you enjoy it because you're the one that, like, yeah, that's that's my movie. I, I, I really enjoy it. I think other people are going to like it. But, <laughs> um, like, a movie that you know in the back of your mind, like, this is probably not going to... You know, this is like a B-rated movie. It's not gonna be, you know, anything spectacular. So you, you just don't want to elongate the movie. You know, like if you're gonna do like a horror movie or something, maybe like an hour and like ten, hour fifteen, whatever. If you make, or doing short films helps too. Doing short films are are great. I believe in uh, a lot of short films because you know it helps you, uh, you know feel better, you know, with the people you work with, and and then eventually you can get to that bigger movie, and it helps you with ideas, because you can get feedback from people that enjoy your short films, or what they didn't like, you know, because as you said, you're not wasting an hour and 15, you're not wasting an hour and a half, you're just 
I'll take 15 minutes to watch this or 20 minutes to watch this. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit through a, a bad film. But if it's one of my buddies or if you want to get the director, want to get the opinion from people, people will give you more feedback to help you, uh, you know, grow as, as a person. I, I, I agree with all that. And, um, you know, what, you know what, too, like back to the whole B films or whatever you want. Like I said, I make, keep making the joke A through Z. Um, I don't mind the bad ones because, like I said, like we both said, actually, I should say, they, they're real fun. And a lot of them are just, like, fan-made films. and just, like, it's just a fan of a horror genre, because we're speaking horror, it's a fan of that genre, and they're just like, you know what, I want to try something. And Yeah, yeah as I said, where, uh, again, back to what I was saying, I don't mean to cut you off, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, it's, it's, that's what I did. Basically, I had opportunity to... Uh, you know, basically executive producer of this person. I read his script. You know, I had some say. He still had his way with the movie, but I had some say. You know, it was it was something they can be proud of. And you know, when I was talking to him, as you said, like it's something he wants to show. He wants to be proud of. You know, so I understand where it comes from. Even when it comes to a bad movie, it's that imaginative. Like it's not on paper anymore. It's actually on screen. You know, so. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there's a movie called uh, Thanks Killing. I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm guessing you've heard of it. Yep. I'm live on my page real quick, just for a little bit, so I'll give these people a sneak peek. But um, anyway, that movie right there, hilarious, funny fucking movie. I really, really enjoyed that. I want to actually watch that again and definitely do a podcast of that. But the funny thing about that movie, it was so ridiculous. Have you seen it? Before I, no, I haven't seen it. But, uh... That's another one you can watch on YouTube. But it, yeah, it was. Listen, man, it's this movie might be an hour, hour and a half. I, I honestly forgot, but it's so freaking ridiculous. It's che- it's one of those cheesy horror movies. So freaking funny, and like the very first line of the freaking movie is "nice tits, bitch." Like, I lost my damn mind on it. Was that what, that's the one with the turkey, right? Yeah, like, said by oh, a turkey. Yeah, like, Henry was telling me about that. Like, I really never got a chance to, uh, uh, I, you know, to watch it. I didn't know it was on YouTube, so. But yeah, I I would definitely say check that movie out if you can. It's, it's another fun, funny, random horror movie. And I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. And the funny thing about the, the movie, right, is they made a sequel. It's called Thanks Killing, but it's Thanks Killing 3. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard bits and pieces from a couple people. I guess it takes place in space, and the joke is they're looking for Thanks Killing Part 2. Now, I'm not 100% sure on that, because I haven't, like, again, I haven't seen it yet. I do plan on watching that, and um, I like those kind of movies because it's like, again, it's just a random cheesy horror movie. You don't expect much from them. You don't expect anything at all from the movie. You just kind of watch it and enjoy it for what it is. It's not like, excuse me, it's not like you're going to watch, let's say, because we were talking about it, the It from last year that came out. Yeah. You're expecting a whole lot from that movie, but just, be, just the budget in general and because of the movie. You know, the the book, the movie, you're like, okay, this has to be great. But when you think of a movie like Thanksgiving, you're expecting something wild, ridiculous, crazy nonsense, which this was. And again, I highly recommend this movie. I really feel like Scott, man, 
check out both the Thanksgiving movies and and Treevenge. Tree yes, check out Treevenge. And I'm now listen. I'm not saying these are gonna be some excellent movies, these <laughs> instant classics, because they're not. But they're gonna be fun B movies. If you want to do a classic, not sorry, not classic, but like a um, yeah, these are like top of the line to me. They're top funny B movies. They're great for what they are. Fifteen minutes for one. The other one, I think, is an hour, hour and a half. I really don't remember, but it's definitely worth it's worth the watch. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. You know, like, uh, we can finish this up. Uh, maybe we can just message me the titles again because, you know, people like, oh, yeah, just check them out. And then I'll... five minutes later, then all of a sudden you forget the titles. Like, what was those again? Oh, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll, I can, I'll, um, I'll post it in the group and then I'll also email it to you just to watch yeah. those movies. I'll email, matter of fact, I'll email you the links to watch those movies. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Perfect, man. I, I enjoy, uh, looking at them. Uh, also, too, as well, I know we uh, were got on to a quiet place and rambled on for quite some time. Uh, another movie I was interested in uh, seeing this year, I got to bring it up. It's definitely a Halloween movie. Uh, oh, hell yeah. So my question to you is, how do you feel about it? Because they're all retconning. All the other Halloweens are basically, uh, it takes place 40 years after the first one. How do you feel about it, and are and uh, are you excited, uh, and are, are you excited enough to go see it? It's funny you say that because somebody just posted the poster of that movie in the group today, and to answer your question, yes, I'm excited about it. I feel I feel great about it, and um, I just I have high hopes for it. Like I hope that they don't mess it up. I really have a good feeling about the movie Halloween, the Halloween remake for, you know, my live viewers. If anybody's watching it live, besides my awesome wife, but um, I I have a good feeling about it. Like I just, would like I know how um is, now is this one is it taking place after part two or part three? This as I said they retconned all the other ones, so this takes place not how we got shot. At the end of the first one, then it okay. years. Yep. So basically, this takes place forty years after that. So, uh, Lori going to the hospital is not even happening. Okay. So, it, so it just basically disappeared for forty years after that shot, and he's coming back to a hospital. Okay. Well, in that case, I like I said, I really just I just hope they don't go too crazy with it, like. I don't know what they're gonna do though. It's it's tough, but I'm I'm very excited about it. I am gonna go see this movie in theaters just because like I haven't seen any other Halloween movie in theaters, and I feel I need to. See, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's one of the, again how we were talking about slasher films. It's one of the iconic slasher films. It's one of the, it's, he's an icon, even though Jason, even though we know Jason would whoop his ass, <laughs> he's still an icon. Right. You know, it, it's funny because like. um, I mean, I like Michael Myers in his own way. Mm-hmm. Myers has a special play in my heart for a horror villain. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, I do play a game called Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. and uh, they added Michael Myers. Uh, I'm pretty sure you heard the game, but they added yeah. Michael Myers and Lord Strode's game. That's awesome. It's really cool because when you're playing Myers in in the game, they gave him basically Killers has uh, a terror radius. And normal killers have pretty much big terrors, so you can hear uh, them coming so the survivors can hide. Mm-hmm. Well, with Myers, 
since he likes to, since he's a stalker, that's his power. He has to like basically uh, sucks off all people's like evil, mm-hmm. uh, and and basically gets stronger uh, throughout the match. And but when he starts off, he has like no terror radius, so you sneak up on people and stalk them, and then all of a sudden when you uh, get to the next tier, uh, it plays a little bit of a Halloween. And then when you reach the third tier, and he like, has the the kitchen knife, he actually holds it up, and uh, it plays the Halloween music a little bit longer. Nice. And when he hits somebody, basically it one shots them. But also, too, what's great about it too, why I like Myers so much in that game, he because uh, they uh, you know Myers killed a Judith, uh, one of his I think it's uh, older sister. Mm-hmm. Old, old, uh, they have the Judas uh, like t- a tombstone piece, and when you equip that on uh, Myers in the game, when he uh, tear up to his max level, uh, when you find a survivor, you can just straight up kill him, which is uh, which is pretty cool. You know, I, I find that pretty awesome because that game got to hook people, but I don't get too much into that. But it was pretty cool. They add that they added Freddy Krueger in Dead by Daylight as well. They added the pig from Saw from Dead by Daylight. Um, that's my kind of tell you the truth, man. I'm hoping all I need to do is add Jason, you know, uh, great, <laughs> you know, that game would be fantastic, you know, but, uh, yeah, no, as I said, Myers always had a, a special, a special spot for me. I just enjoyed it because it was always the, what makes that movie so good is always the build up. Yep. You know? Yep. It's always, always the build up, like when is money going to strike? And then all of a sudden when he strikes, man, he comes, he just calms down to everybody, and, and it's great. It's just so great, him just going on a tangent, you know? I mean, uh, it's fantastic, you know? Podcast. I gotta ask you, did you see the Rob Zombie of Halloween? I did. And before I get into that, um, how... Give me one second to think real quick. The Dead by Daylight game, how is that movie? Like... Oh, that movie, game, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry. It's game. Fun. It's, uh, again, you can play as a killer. Straight mm-hmm. killer, or you can play a survivor. Uh, basically, killer is in first person view. Uh, survivor is in third person. So, survivors, you got a little bit more uh, of, of a view, a camera view. Okay. Uh, ki- killers is first person, so it's, it's kind of hard. It's dark, you know. Uh, the lore is pretty cool about it. Basically, um, this entity pulls in survivors for like a trial. Because the title of it is a death is not an escape. So basically, when you, you kill a survivor, uh, by put them on, you gotta down a survivor and place them on a hook. You gotta place them on a hook three times to kill them for the sacrifice for this thing called the entity. And when they die, they don't die. They actually wake up back at the campfire, and you have to go through another trial. They keep going through trials against different killers and whatnot. And all the killers had different backstories and whatnot. I mean, I think it would be awesome. Like, the lore itself, you know, like, it would be an awesome, like, like, I think it's like a 15-minute short. Yeah. If I could produce anything, I would love to make a 15-minute Dead by Day like short, because I, I truly loved that game when it first came out on beta. My roommate uh, got me involved in it. I'm like, this game has lots of potential. I was around when they released uh, Michael Myers. I fell in love with the game more. 
I mean, it does have its up and downs, and you know, people and community staff. But I just play the game strictly for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm streaming a lot on my on Twitch. You know, uh, it's like people like, "Oh man, you're so good at the game." It's like I don't care to be good. I'm just having so much fun with the game, and you know, it's just it's horror. It's it's horror. And when you're a survivor, because when you're in the killer's terrorist, you hear a heartbeat. So when you're hiding and it gets more intense, more intense, and yeah. you're seeing the killer just walk by you, it's like you're in a horror and your, your heart's racing, your palms are sweaty. It's like, oh, this game is fantastic, <laughs> you know. And I still get that to this day when I'm like, oh god, you know, like Myers always sticking up and pulling off a generator. I didn't know it was Myers. It's so great, man. There's a lot of a lot of great to that game and a lot of fun to that game. Especially if you're a horror fan, you know, like you should really check it out yourself. Again, you can find it on Twitch. I even have it on my Twitch channel. Nice. I go by Ghost, Ghost Snapper 101. Uh, yeah, I have my previous broadcast saved. I play both Survivor and Killer, so you can definitely check it out if you want. You know, oh, I def- I'm definitely going to have to check that out. But it's uh, now what system do you use? Do you use PS4 or Xbox? Yeah, uh, PS4. That's PS4. good to know. That's good to know. So I got it. I'm gonna have to get on there and we can play together. One of these, when I get it, I'll let you know and all that. But um, so it's def that game is definitely worth the money though. That Dead by Daylight, you feel? I feel for if for like if you're a horror fan, you know, as I said, you like Freddy because I mean, who, I mean, if you're a horror fan, who does not like Freddy? I mean, it's not Freddy, uh, Robert Englund Freddy. It's the remake Freddy, that... unfortunately, but it's still Freddy. Yeah, know? yeah. It's cool because the uh. You can't see Freddy when you're awake as a survivor. He has to pull you into a dream state. Uh, so you hear his lullaby when he's nearby. Okay. So it's, it's pretty cool that you hear his, his lullaby. And then when he pulls you in a dream state, then you actually can see Freddy, which is pretty cool. Like, I thought that was a pretty cool concept, you know. Uh, worth it? Yeah, dude, it's like, I think it's like 20 bucks. For 20 bucks, you can't really get it. They have... Also, they have Leatherface. I forgot. I, I know you're uh, a fan of Leatherface. I saw oh, yeah. post on the on in the group page. Uh, but yeah, they have Leatherface in there too as well. You know, I mean, it's the game's fantastic. They got a the, the company just bought the, the rights to the game so they can produce what they want to produce and change what they want to change. I like that. And it seems like those guys are really uh, horror fans, and they just trying their best to make a really good game, you know, and I can appreciate that, you know, so I said, if you're a fan of, I, I, I mean, alone, just being a fan of Michael Myers and, and Freddy, and, you know, I enjoy Leatherface, but man, if, if they get the rights to Jason soon, uh, it's over. It, oh, Dead by Daylight is going to be be the top-notch horror game, I think. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, no, that's cool, man, like, I, th- I think that's pretty cool, though, I mean, I know you said it's not Robert England's Freddy, but it's still Freddy, and they have other horror icons in there, except the big man Jason. But uh, I'm going to have to check that out, too, because I've been hearing things about that game a lot, and I've been hearing things about Friday. Those are like the top two horror games I heard about that I haven't played ever. And I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to get these games one of these days and play online and stream and all that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's fun. As I said, one of those games is just fun, you know, like, it's just so much fun in that game, like, it's just, it's great, especially like if you want to, if you want to be a kind of like a killer and Mm -hmm. kill people, or you want to be that you know, 80s, campy I'm going to hide from a killer (laughs) you know, if you you have 
That's you know, cool. I mean, it's just it's just that fun. I mean, that's what I get out of the game. I mean, there's a lot of people that take the game a lot more serious than I do, which is fine. Play the game that you want to play. You, you spend the money. You oh yeah. Play the game how you want to play, but man, it, it's just so much fun for me as being a horror fan. You know, to play that game. You know, day in day out. I it's like yeah, it's repetitive, but I just have so much fun with it. I don't care. That's it's, it's repetitive. You know, there's like certain games that you know you find that you enjoy. And Dead by Daylight is definitely uh, a big one for me. So. That's cool, man. I'm, def- I'm definitely going to have to check those two games out. And um, getting into uh, what do you, what was the thing I was going to ask you? These, what is it, a 50-year anniversary thing that you're getting into or that you're yeah, helping work on? Yeah. What is that about? Oh, okay. So um, this year marks the 50th anniversary of the Night of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if that's if we didn't have Night of the Dead, we wouldn't have The Walking Dead or anything. You know, Night of the Dead is pretty much the staple for everything. So uh, basically, how I got I'm going to be the senior editor of the 50th anniversary of Night of the Dead. It's coming out in October. I was talking to Tom from Fantico, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, signed the contract. It's going to be ready for October release this year. Um. How I got into that, you'll be asking yourself. Well, it's a little bit of a backstory. I'm trying, I'm trying to make it short, but not leave out too much of the good details. So, basically, um, you probably remember this convention. I'm pretty sure I saw you attending it. Fanticon. Yep, I've been there. I was working at Fanticon uh, as, like, basically uh, help out, you know, the guests or whatever. I mean, I had, I, I met uh, Basil Gogos, Bruce Falling Fuller, who did a makeup for Apocalypse, who did the Predator 2 makeup, who did, uh, basically made up the Ash, uh, Evil Ash, Ash uh, and Evil Dead, mm-hmm. uh, Army of Darkness. Um, met Kevin Van Hensenrich from Bass, Bassett Case, with, uh, you know, James Tolkien, uh, Veronica Carlson. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned Basil Gogos, who basically did a, a famous uh, Monster Chronicles, like, you know, drawing, like, Dracula and Frankenstein and all that. He's a really, really good painter uh, and whatnot. Um, uh, well, paint, I want to say paint artist, you know, they're artists. But, uh, yeah, so I was there. I met Chris Hollison from The Walking Dead, Santiago from The Walking Dead. Uh, Santiago Cerrillo uh, was uh, actually um, Julius in season, I think, four from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And Chris Hollison was like pretty much one of the main zombies that uh, you, you see on the show. Because he had that build where he was skinny enough. And uh, basically, when you first watch The Walking Dead in first season, the zombies are a little bit thicker. And then as the seasons go on, they get thinner. Because they just want to let you know they're degraded, so he kind of had to build to you know, keep him on the show for quite some time. Yeah, he was like the main zombie that would basically be in the show. He was that napalm zombie that was stuck to the ground, you know, that was melted into the ground. Yeah. So yeah, so he was that. Um, you know, so I was working there, I met a bunch of comic book artists. And so basically, um, the person that was running it was Tom Sulkin, who. Does uh, publishes uh, uh, Fanticon, uh comics like uh, Smiling Eddie, 
uh, I believe that's what it's called, Smile Eddy, um, whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I can share the link because uh, I'm part of the authorized uh, uh, Not a Living Dead uh, part of that 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 group. Uh, but he does the whole bunch, like Gore, I think Gore Streak as well. So a whole bunch of comics. They just don't do Night of the Dead. He doesn't just do that. He does all the comics as well. So uh, he was there. He he funded the whole Fethicon and my he got my cousin Phil, who pretty much uh, knew Tom from uh, you know Fethicon, and basically my 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 cousin Phil knew all these actors and stuff to get for the the event. So I'm being being good cousin. He's like, hey, I need your help at Fanacon. Would you want to help? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, sure. So, so I, I helped at Fanacon, and I did it. I did it very, very well. You know, Tom was a great guy. You know, uh, it was an honor to meet him. So I thought I was like, oh, it was cool, but whatnot. And then it was like last year, uh, I get a phone call from my cousin, and he's like, hey. Uh, would you want to be part of the 50th anniversary of Night of Living Dead? I'm like, hey, man, sign me up. Hell yeah. So there was no issue. I've been talking to, talking to Tom and, and Phil. We've been working on it and whatnot. And it, it's, it's tough because, you know, uh, it's going to have, it's going to be like a graphic novel. So it's going to have a prologue and it's going to have the original story. It's going to have interviews with me, uh, you know, my cousin Phil Sawyer. Uh, Tom Salkin as well. Uh, like, it's going to have so much stuff in it. It's going to be great. You know, I, I can't wait for it. I'm excited for the release. You know, and be part of it, especially being a horror fan. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I was, I'm just glad to be part of something this big. You know, it it, it was just kind of it's very sad to hear that George Merrill uh, passed away. Yeah. Because, like, we were in, in talks with him, I guess, but, you know, it, it's just tough. You know, it just it just sucks at times, you know, when something like that happens, especially, like, somebody that big for, for the book, you know. It, it just kind of sucks. You kind of wish that you, you could have stuck around just for a little longer to see, you know, the 50th anniversary, you know. So um, that, that's pretty much it, the short version, you know, not being too long-winded, I hope. No, you're good, man. You're good. That's something I definitely want to check out when it comes closer. We definitely got to hook up again and talk about that. And yeah, that's something I really want to check out when that comes out. Congratulations on that, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I could talk uh, you know, a little bit more about it, but you know, I, I haven't really talked to my higher ups, so, so I, I don't know how much I can reveal. No, that's you know, but, but you know, like you know, I mean, just telling you that's going to have a prologue. Interviews and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it's not too giveaway too, too much. No, that's so. that's I trust me, man. I understand that you got to keep a lot of things under wraps until it's actually out, out, or until you get the okay. Because it's just one of them things you don't want to mess it up for yourself. So I respect that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I might have a a surprise in there too as well. So, um, but yeah, as we get closer, I'll, I'll see what I can I can say podcast or like interview or whatnot you know because i just want to make sure i got my my book covered because as easily as you can be a part of something as easily you can get taken away yeah exactly 
Well, I'll, I will say this, though, man. When you are free to really, really, really discuss it, I want you, definitely need you back on the Horror Research 30 podcast to discuss sex. That's that's something I feel like, that's definitely yeah, awesome. Absolutely, man. I mean, um, um, I'm having fun. Hey, this was a fun podcast, man. I'm so glad to be, I'm actually honored to be on your podcast. I'm not, amen. I'm honored. I mean, we talked about so many stuff. I know, I know we kind of really didn't, like, follow a format, but... There's just so much good stuff to talk about horror, and, and you know, I could just keep going on. Oh, hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I know you're going to be on, now that you we finally got you on here, I know you're going to be on plenty of times, and I'll say this, the next time you're on, because, you know, we talk through email and all that stuff, we could discuss, we could figure out what movie we, you can actually pick the movie if you want, what movie you'd like to review, okay. and we can, obviously, watch the movie. Check it out. If you have to take notes, cool. You don't have to share. The, if you do take notes, don't share the notes with me because I like more of like a freestyle thing. So it's more of a surprise, more of like a real, you know, real thing, real conversation that we don't know what we're talking about type of deal. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think that's why I, I, I really have fun with this podcast. You know, it didn't really follow a format. You know, like we're doing this, just this, just kept on. Yeah. You know, following to all the subjects, you know? Exactly. But, um, I'll just throw it out there now. If, let's just say if you had to choose, if you can choose now, what movie would you want to do as far as, like, a movie review on here? Just to throw it out there. You know, I mean, you, you, that's, a, that's a no-brainer, man. You have to do, well, have to do a, a, a Jason movie. Oh. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's no better between you and me. It's a Jason. I don't, I don't, we'll do like part seven. Part know? seven? Like, I mean, know. I'll do any one. Like you did at the beginning, you did say Jason Takes Manhattan is your favorite one. So I'll even do that. I really do not mind. I'll do that one. But speaking oh, of Jason, um, another another movie I recommend for you to check out besides, uh, and I'll again, I'll send you this information in an email after this recording's over. But besides um, Thanksgiving and Treevenge is Never Hike Alone, and that's also on YouTube. Fan made film. It's a it's a um actually it's a Friday the Thirteenth fan made film. Excellent movie. I thought it was a really really probably one of the best, if not the best fan made film that I can remember watching and really enjoying. That I, like I they actually had like a um. They had a Kickstart thing and all that, and I'm I backed it to get one of their blue. They have a Blu-ray coming out. I believe it's in um September. I think it's over with to get it, but I I paid that twenty five bucks to get. I enjoyed that movie that much that I can watch on free on you on YouTube just to add it into my Friday the Thirteenth collection. I'm like I I have to add this. I have to add it. It's it's really good. So I definitely say you should check that movie out and. Jason Takes Manhattan, when you're on here again, I guess that's the movie we're doing, man. Yeah, well, definitely, man. I look forward to doing, doing that with you, you know. Maybe, maybe it'll go a little bit higher on your list. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Like, like I told you... It's not the worst, though. It's not the worst. No, it's not the worst. And like I told you before, I really... In, in their own ways, I enjoyed every single Jason movie, even Jason Goes to Hell. But it was just like... I don't know, it just... It, it's a list that can switch any time. Those, I will say this though, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, and Jason X Manhattan will probably always be my bottom three. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, Jason X was pretty bad. But, 
I would rewatch any of those movies. I would rewatch them all just 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 at the very least just for the kills, especially with Jason X and the other ones. Yeah, like the the when he freezes that one chick's face in the Metro Ghostroom, he smashes. Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, it's actually impossible to do that, but it's still great. <laughs> you know, but still, I, I've watched on like I think like this, this uh, busters. They said that it wouldn't happen like that, and like that's such yeah exploration. But but still, it doesn't matter. It was cool that's for the movie. <laughs> you know. Now I forgot the town or the um. Hang on. I forgot the um the island it was, but it was like one of those little islands next to Hawaii, near Hawaii that uh, Kane Hodder he grew like he wasn't born there, but he was pretty much raised there, maybe as a a young teen. And um, they mention it in um what the hell's the movie? Quick, 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 quick. Hatch. They mention it in the Hatchet movies. One like there's an island. I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember what it's called. And they mentioned and I guess. And Jason X, do you know the the machine that he's in? That's fro- where he's frozen. Yep. It's on there. Well, like whatever the name is on there is the name of the island, and like it's. I guess there's a few other parts in some Jason movies that Kane Hodder's in, and um, I believe in Hatchet, that, like it comes up a few times, and he says he's you know he's paying homage to his home. Well, you know where he was raised, not where he was born, where he was raised, which I thought was pretty cool. That I got from his book also, which again, highly I highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, so I'm all for suggestions, you know, like especially it's fun to talk to a lot of people that are in the same genre as you are. You know, like I said you're best friends with Henry for for a long time, so like talking to Henry and him, he's actually like Henry's such a good guy. I remember him giving me the. Uh, uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, mm-hmm. and that was that was that was a great read. And I don't read boxing, but that that was a great read. And you know, Henry's good at suggestions, so like yeah, he you know, definitely. I'll definitely take your word. I'll definitely check them out. You know, especially you know, it, it, it's in my category, so definitely it's worth worth branching out. Yeah, he he's he's a, he's a good guy. I like saying nice things about Henry, but he's he's a good guy. Or I mean, I hate saying nice things about Henry, <laughs> but he's he's a good dude though. But um, like the um, what the fuck was I gonna say? Yeah, that book definitely read it. Kane Hodder is just an amazing fucking person. I'm sure you've seen me post the picture earlier today. I'm guessing you've seen it. I shared it with uh, Kane Hodder. I met him a couple of years ago at Monster Mania, and there's a picture of him choking me in the picture, which I thought was awesome. Oh, yeah, like- like, Kane Hodder is, like, one of the... Because he's, like, Jason for four movies, so... Mm-hmm. Like the same thing, like, that dude loves just killing people on screen. And he seems like such a cool dude, like, hey, do you think you can, like, uh, do something like you're killing me in this picture? And he would probably totally do it. So oh, he's... I, I did see that picture you're talking about. He's awesome. awesome. It's awesome to have, like, like people are like that who really enjoy the work, you know? Oh, yeah. The fans, you know, like fans that's like, yeah, sure, absolutely, you know? I can't... Make sure you revisit those movies again. <laughs> ah, I met, I met that. I, yeah, yeah you, you do your thing, you do your thing, Jason. Yep. Exactly. I, I, I hope, I hope I get the pleasure of meeting that guy, excuse me, meeting him again, because he was so freaking awesome. And what makes this more cool is, like, when I met him, it was, um, it was, like I said, it was Monster Mania 
It was out in um, New Jersey, right? Actually, I got a funny thing to tell you. First, I go out there to get his autograph. Henry, he couldn't go with me at the time, so he gave me and my wife some money to get the autograph for him. And I'm talking to him. I don't know if it was through a text or a phone call, but I'm talking to Henry. I'm out in Jersey, and he was like, oh, man. I was like, what's going on? He was like, I don't know what to have Caden Hodder say when he signs the machete for me. I was like, yo, he had no lines in the movie. All he has to do is sign his name. <laughs> so what's he going to say? He has no lines in the movie. That part was funny. That stuck out to me. And then um, when I was going to get Kane Hodder's autograph, right, I remember I was the next person in line, and he's talking to the person ahead of me, signing the autograph, blah, 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 whatever. They, go, they walk off. Bam Margera walks in like this side door from the outside. And he's like, listen, he's like, can you please do me a favor? He's like, can you just wait right here? I want to go over there and choke Bam. And he went over there. He talked to Bam for a second. And then that same way he was choking me in the picture, he, ch he choked Bam. People were taking pictures of that. And he came right back over, talked to me for a few minutes, signed my autographs, and choked me. And it was just like he's he's really a down-to-earth person. He really, really cares about his fans and enjoys his fans. Like, he enjoys those cons. And... Like I said, he's my he's my favorite horror icon, obviously, hands down my favorite Jason. And it would be cool to meet him again. I actually wouldn't mind seeing him donning the mask one more time if they made another Jason movie, Say because there's 12 movies out. Say they made a 13th and final movie. If Kane Hodder was that, that, that would be perfect to me. Even if he was just the stunt, even if he wasn't like the main Jason, if he was a stunt double... If he was like a counselor, you know, like an older counselor, or maybe just something in the movie. I would love him to play Jason, but just in, I would love him to play Jason. I feel like that would be the best way to do it. But if he was just in the movie in some capacity to where you've seen Kane Hodder in the movie, if not as Jason, as somebody in the movie, maybe as that crazy old guy that's telling you not to go to the camp. Who knows? Well, <laughs> well actually, Kane Hodder played a security guard in. Jay Jay he, Jason, he, he also played in, um, he also played in Jason Goes to Hell. I know he was he was Jason, but he also played as a cop or security guard or something at one part. He had a line in there. He was in a few movies. He was in um I want to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. He was doing the stunt as Leatherface. So he's played Leatherface. He's played that. He's technically played as Leatherface because of that. Jason Goes to Hell. Remember where the Freddy Glove is pulling Jason's mask down? Yep. Kane Hodder. So, I, think, uh, I think, I believe, uh, Henry told me about that glove. So, 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 I mean, in a sense, you could say he's played Jason, he's played Freddy, and he's played uh, Leatherface. And I I don't know if I read this. I, I think it was in his book, or I've read it online. I don't remember, because it was kind of recent. But he read, or sorry, he was saying he would love to be a stunt double, or somehow just play Michael Myers even a little bit, just so he can say he's played those icons, which would be fucking awesome oh, as shit. Ken Hodder, I mean, Ken Hodder would be awesome as, like, Myers. I mean, you got the mask, you got the William Shatner mask. Exactly. Like, I mean... But, but still, be great. Even if he just, like I said, even if he just did, like, a stunt double thing, you know, yeah. that would be awesome. He's, he's just, he loves, he loves the genre, he loves doing it, he loves, like, the, um, the Victor Crowley role, that's another good that's another good series, the uh, Hatchet movies. He just loves that those type of roles. And it, shit, I want to see him in more horror movies. I would love to see him play Jason again, like I said. But, um, excuse me. Besides, besides, um, Friday the 13th, what's your next, like, who's your second favorite slasher? 
Besides Jason, I should say. Like I'm, I'm gonna. I, I would, I would say Freddy, but I, I have my, as I said, like earlier in my podcast, I have a, like a, a special heart, a hard place for Myers. It, it's yeah, it's a slashing flick, it, but it's that that when he's gonna strike, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's that build up. It, it's a you know, it's like Jason already got the cover with interface. I'm gonna hunt you down and and you know kill you. Myers like I see you. I'm watching you from a distance. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna strike, but you don't know when. And when I come, you're not gonna see me coming. And that's what's so great because I remember in the, I think it was the first film. Uh, I think it was Bory was going through like a doorway and he came down from the doorway so silently. He, like he's like not only stalking the victim. But he's finding work to, to actually attack the victim. Even though he's supposed to be like this uh, pure evil, but he's actually very intelligent as well on top of that. So, like, Myers would have to say be my second, and then, of course, I gotta give up to Rob England for Freddy for, uh, for a third. I mean, I wasn't a huge Freddy fan. I enjoy Freddy mm-hmm. for, for what he is, but uh, Jason, Myers, and Freddy. Now, this one right here is gonna be like uh out of the freaking ballpark, I guess you could say. Or people are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Because I know a lot of people haven't seen the movie, as far as as many people have seen Friday the Thirteenth, the movies we've discussed. But I'm gonna have to say my number two right now because of this is how much I enjoy this movie, Terrifier. Art the Clown is my second favorite slasher. That's my second favorite slasher, followed by Michael, and number four, I'll say Freddy. And that's no disrespect to those guys, but it's just like, he was silent, he was brutal, and he was funny at the same time. And it's like, he's a, he's a clown, I guess a clown mime, I guess they're the same thing, I don't know. But uh, it was, like, the guy who played him, his name is David something, I actually friended him on my Facebook, David Howard, I believe. Did such an amazing freaking job. Again, that, okay, that's the, okay, so... What movie? I said, um, Never Hike Alone, Terrifier, Thanks Killing, and, uh, Treevenge. Those four movies you definitely have to check out when you get a chance, man, because they're just, I mean, they're fun movies, they're good movies, in my opinion. Like, I, I told you, I gave Terrifier, which people are gonna be like, what the hell, how'd you give it this high of a rating? But I gave it a 9.5, based on, not, nothing to do with the story, just based on the slasher, the slasherism of it. Yeah, as I said, like, you know, when you, when you were like, going back again, as you said, like, mm-hmm. you see Friday the 13th, or you see Michael Myers, or you see, like, Freddy, you are never rooting for the, the, uh, you know what I mean, like, the main, uh, the victims, right? Yeah, the victims. You're always like, I, I want to see how you're going to kill this person. Exactly. You know, like, exactly. I how this person is going to die. Or, you know, <laughs> it, it, you just kind of, like, you're cheering for the killer in those movies. You know, like, I mean, that's just me, you know. It's like, oh, I'm the same way. Like, like, when you're looking at, like, those, well, basically, you know, the victims, they, they always got, like, the campy stuff and whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, you ever just, like, watch a movie and do something, like, campy and, like, I just hope he pops out of nowhere and just, like, captivates somebody. Yes. Either it happens or it doesn't happen, so it kind of depresses you. But later on in the movie, he makes up for it by doing an awesome kill. 
think, yeah, yeah, that, that was worth the wait. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, like, oh, man, it's, it's, that's the thing, man, like, slashers, it's all up in your face, it's, you get the jump scares, you get the crazy thing, but you get the gory, bloody, fucked up kills, which I love in those movies, and you don't, with a, I'll say with a slasher, too, I mean, I don't get me wrong, the best horror movies are the ones that can have a good story to it, and, like, you know, have some depth to it and all that, but with a slasher film, you really don't need too much of a deep story at all. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, like as I said, like uh, with with Jason, it's basically the, the whole premise of of Jason. Basically, is uh, he was a kid, he drowned because nobody was paying attention. The counselor wasn't. I uh, saw his mom get decapitated, mm-hmm. and he was pissed off because he saw that. And everybody comes to his uh, campgrounds, get murdered. Simple enough, basic easy stuff. It Angela. doesn't have to be this dramatic, you know, storytelling. I mean, that's what a lot of other horror movies suffer from. They do a lot of, like, dramatic storytelling. Like, yo, what's good for what you have? Just do a short, just a short, you know, overview of how this came about. It doesn't even make too much sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's people there to see the killer kill people, you know? I mean, obviously, you know, you have that one survivor usually at times. But, hey, that's, that's absolutely fine. Or you can, you can do the Rob Zombie uh, twist with how they found corpses where they end up uh, capturing the last person who thought they were safe, uh, you know, um, in the in vehicle. So, I mean, it's just great. People that's there to watch them die. So. <laughs> what did you, um, what did you think about, now this movie I only seen once, and the jackass asshole that my brother Henry is, he told me that there was a surprise at the end. And to me, I'll tell you the movie title in a second. Now, to me, when I hear surprise, I'm thinking surprise, that's a good thing. This time it wasn't. <laughs> so, um, the movie Sleepaway Camp, are you, did you see that movie? Yes. Actually, your, uh, Henry let me borrow Sleepaway Camp. Of course he did. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's up there with the classics. You know? It really it's is. It definitely does, um, doesn't have that, you know... Oh, hey, because I'm not going to ruin the surprise just in case anybody um, that, you know, hears this. Uh, I'm going to ruin not, it. Yeah, yeah, has not uh, seen it. But, like, it's not what a surprise. It's definitely not what you expect. Hell no. So, it's, 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 it kind of comes out a little bit out of nowhere. But, it, like, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's going towards the end of the movie, and then all of a sudden, it just rushes right to them. You just, boom, it just happens, like. You're like, okay, I wasn't expecting that kind of thing, but um, it's, as I said, it's still up there. I mean, it feels like, I hate to say, it kind of feels like a little bit of like, like Friday the 13th mm-hmm. setting, because there, the camp, the lake camp, you know, it has that feel of it and whatnot. And the lake, so, yep. Yep. Yeah, so it, 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 it has the cheesy little killings and whatnot, but it still is, it's still up there, you know. Speaking of that movie, just, a real quick thing, which I need to revisit that movie. Excuse me again. I just recently got it on Blu-ray. Last September, October-ish, I went to ScareCon with my friend, well, with Henry and then my boy Rob. Yep. And so I got the movie on Blu-ray. And uh, met Felissa Rose for like the second or third time. She's she's so nice. She's amazing. Like a real nice. She really enjoys Similar to Kane Hodder. 
she really enjoys the con. She'll sit and talk with the fans. Like, we've talked to her. We went by her table a few times and talked to her and talked to her for a while. And that's one thing I can say. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a... I know you've been to conventions like Comic-Cons and stuff, but I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a horror convention. But I highly, uh, highly no, recommend... I said I worked at FanCon a, uh, a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah, uh, it did have a couple. I said that Matt Kevin Patsy Rick and Bruce Paul Fuller and mm-hmm. all the artists and stuff and Brock Carlson who worked at Christmas Eve. I think it was part of Hammer Films. Uh, not to take that the wrong way, but I think that was the company was called. Don't quote me on it. It's been a, been a while. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like you know, horror conventions. I mean, it was. Like still horror, but mm-hmm. it mean, those sort of like it was fun. It was great. I mean, I, of course, I was working, so it was fun. But I mean, I had time to check out tables and you know talk to some people. I mean, conventions are great, man. I, I get I get excited. I mean, I was working. I was actually saddened that I uh, missed a chance to uh, meet Robert England. Oh, met Robert Inkland Yes, there. dude. I'm I'm so jealous now. You know what I mean? I mean that's. Like have like maybe a once time, once in lifetime opportunity. Who knows? You know to get him uh, to meet him. I actually, I have a um. No, you can finish your thought and then I'll go ahead. Oh yeah, just it's just like one of the things where I was just working and not that good done about it. You know so. Yeah, I have a little quick story about Robert England. Me, my wife, and Henry went to Monster Mania a few years back. And he was he was there. My wife waited in line for us all day. Like me and Henry were bouncing around. We would come back, give her food and water. And um, anyway, we get up. You know, we were get in line. Get upstairs to the room. One room away from. We were like one room, fifth, sixth row back. I don't remember what row we were in. For meeting Robert, things are going. They come in the room. They're like, listen. Um, we were in the room for about, at least an hour, maybe more, probably more. I don't remember. They're like, um, he's not signing any more autographs tonight. And, uh, if you guys, you know, you guys will be the first ones to get his autograph tomorrow. But we had, we were, we didn't plan to stay overnight. So we didn't stay overnight. You know what I mean? You don't just stay, just boom, out of the will, out of the blue stay. So we didn't get a chance to meet him that weekend. So it was cool to meet him. A couple weeks ago at the Empire State Comic Con. And um, another thing. As you know. Henry moved. <laughs> like a month before. He was so mad. Upset. He's not going to want me to say this. He's not going to admit it. But he called me up crying one night. Because he couldn't meet Robert England in person. And yeah I just put that out there. I, I'm probably lying. But I'm not. Or I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um. You know, as you, you know, you probably know this. That's Henry's favorite slasher, Freddy Krueger. It's my wife's favorite slasher. But uh, who else was there? Amanda Weiss was awesome to meet. She. Well, I, I, I saw her, so I didn't mean to jump in. No, you're good. I didn't know. I, she was cool. What she did for the page. You know, that's, yes. I just, I just did not know where, what she did, but any films that I should recognize them. I feel bad. I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, she played, um, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Well, wow. I feel terrible. Hey, it's cool. It's cool. 
and um she she was amazing like the funny thing was i got her autograph right and i walked back up to her I was like hey i think i don't remember if i left and came back or whatever but i was like can i can i, I was like can i ask you a favor and she's like yeah sure what's up i was like you know you know what she said i was like can you i want to record you saying welcome to horror with sir sturdy which was freaking that right there when she did it i was like that's that's awesome that right there put her up and you've said you heard all the good things i was saying about kane hider but just just that right there as far as meeting horror people that were in horror whatever that put her at number one just because of that because i'm like that was just awesome that meant a lot to me and then by the way watch the movie the id i haven't watched it yet but i'm going to so watch the movie the id it's t-h-e-i-d it's her movie amanda weiss's movie real recent movie most recent movie so check that out yeah, the id. Oh, the id. Okay. That's another. So I'll be sending you a list, Scott. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to catch up. I'm gonna, you know, it's, it, it's just because I remember talking to uh, Henry, and he goes, "Yeah, I was like, oh, um, yeah, I saw this movie." And he's like, "Yeah, my buddy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hasn't seen it." I'm like, "Really?" I was like, "It's like, how could you not see that?" And now I'm doing a podcast with you. There's like so many movies that you recommend that like I haven't seen, so it's it's, it's great, man. You know, I'm looking forward to checking them out. She played for the Nightmare on Elm She played Tina Gray. Is that the I'm one where she gets uh, sliced up on the ceiling? Mm, no, she. Uh, I don't remember how she dies, honestly. Henry, I know you can hear this. You can tell us. I, yeah, like, I was like, that was one of my favorite kills. Like, you know what? In the bedroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I think that is her hers. And then everybody thinks the boyfriend killed her for a while. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, so she was awesome to me. And then like right after right after I did that, she did that for me. She was like, Okay, now I need you to do me a favor. She was like, I need you to um she was like, Will you tell people to watch the id? I was like, sure. I was like, Can you hold up the picture? And I did, I, I'm sure you've seen that video. It was like a quick seven second video. I was like, Hey, everybody watch the id or, or Freddie, Amanda White said, watch the id or Freddie will kill you. <laughs> Something like that. And that, that's posted. I share that too. It was just like, every time people join the group that I put welcome to horror research 30 by the, you know, the Amanda Weiss thing. And I put up that id, the id thing. Cause it was, it was awesome. And what makes this Going on with this Amanda Weiss thing, this will be the last thing I say. What makes this even more awesome is she actually shared that. Like when I shared the shared the watch the it thing on my on my page. Yep. She shared the and tagged her. No, the the it just the watch the it. She shared that on her thing. On her um on her fan page, which I was like, that's awesome. So I went over to her the next day and I was like, Thank you, that's so awesome, blah, 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 whatever. I forgot what I said exactly. I was just like that. That's why she's like my me and Henry first episode we did like our top five uh people who we met which i wanted to revisit that one of these days and i haven't met her then but she's now my new number one so everybody's bumping down one i think kane was two i think kane was one he's now two i think felissa rose was two now she's three and so on so um what was that i said this is per, uh this one's not like a, a horror one mm-hmm. but uh well it's kind of when i met santiago Cirillo, so there's uh i have uh, I think Henry has seen it. You might have seen it when we saw it. I have the small Bill Superman jacket. It's okay. Like a leather. It's like a leather has acid. 
still makes like black and that. Well, uh, when I was working at uh, Phantom, and I was talking to Santiago Cerrillo, and uh, him and I were just guessing and whatnot, uh, you know, and he, he's wearing a black version of it, straight black. I'm like, hey, I gotta ask you, um, where did you where did you find that jacket from? I'm a Superman fan, you know, I'm a big time Superman fan. And he's like, oh, he goes, I'm sorry, I wish I, I would tell you, but like my wife found it online. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Just type in small bill super boss man jacket. I'm pretty sure you can find it. You know, he was really cool, really, really cool guy. And um, so he goes, what? He goes, you're a big Superman fan? I'm like, yeah, I am. He goes, not a bigger Superman fan than I am. I'm like, how is that? He rolls up his sleeve. And in Kryptonian, he has Santiago tattooed on his forearm. That is awesome. And then I went to a Poughkeepsie uh, convention, and he was there, and I had a jacket on me at the time. And he goes, I was walking by, he's like, oh, I know that person. I know him. You know, I got my jacket on, don't you? So, I mean, he came over, you know, gave me a nice handshake. Really cool guy, you know. It's honestly whatnot. So, uh, also, too, Chris Hollison was there. Really, really awesome guy from the Walking Dead. You know, talking to him. Especially good. You know, that no, that's awesome. So, but, you know, it's like he worked with uh, the other cast. He worked with Maggie, and Andrew Lincoln, you know, Gwen, every, everybody, you know, Abraham. So, it was fun to hear some stories. I mean, it's been a while, so I don't really, really remember it. Uh, Remember the story, but it's just that moment you're just like, oh my god, you're talking, you know, you're talking to one of the, you know, horror people of Walking Dead, and, and they're talking about the other actors, and like, it's so cool, you know. So yeah, I just figured I'd share that little story, you know, like, you know, like a lot of people, you know, are really cool when you meet them in person, and like, a, like especially horror people, they're like really ripped awesome. I really haven't. Like, uh, as far as I know, like, from what I heard, really met a horror person that was actually, you know, um, you know, not likable. Like, I, I know Henry, and he met the woman that played the main character at Superman Camp. Am I correct? Yeah. So, and Henry was telling me that she was awesome. Awesome to uh, meet. She was, yeah, I, we met her a couple times. Felissa Rose, we met her a few times, and she was so nice. So friendly, loves the fans and all that. I'm actually gonna, I need to buy a Sleepaway Camp shirt. But um, I gotta say, my cousin requested a shout out. He's watching the video, so shout out to my, to my short little Mexican cousin Rico out in California, who pretends to be Puerto Rican. What's up, cuzzo? <laughs> it's all love. But um, you know I got this live video going. I just want to show a couple of things off real quick. People who are listening to the podcast that are gonna be listening to this later on, I should say you won't know what I'm talking about unless you come and watch this video on the Horror with Sir Sturdy fan page. Um, my wife ordered these knives. They were on sale. They were like 13 bucks. The I believe the person's name who uh, made these, her name, I think her name is April Cook. I know her, and I believe her husband's name is Ryan Cook. I believe he's a fan in this horror page. But um, if you're watching the video, Scott, I'm not sure if you are or not to everybody that is watching uh, the video. Yeah, but so you can see, it's uh, from Nightmare on Elm Street paintings of, on these knives. And I just think that these are pretty amazing. 
I figured I'll do it all in one little shot here. But uh, I love the art on these knives. Again, I believe the person, I believe her name is April Cook. I don't have it written down anywhere. And I believe her husband's name is Ryan, Ryan Cook. Well, those are uh, actually really nice. Actually, my roommate is uh, uh, a member of Before Christmas. Uh, you know, he really enjoys it. It, it was definitely like Jack. Jack Skellington, yeah. But I, I, I had to show those off, and I'm going to show off a little something else. I know you guys seen the pictures in the post, and it's not fake news. I have business cards now for Research Story that my amazing wife made. And, um, you know, this podcast, I'm trying to, you know, grow with it a little bit. I got this little card, this thing right here. Got a few business cards of other, from other, well, okay. Just showing them off. I'm not going to show them off too much. But as you can see, the Horobits are sturdy. Let me zoom in a little bit on that, the glare. And, uh, yeah, so trying to make this podcast and these pages grow. I love horror so much. It's fun. And... Yeah, man, it's. I'm having a great time with this conversation. I'll tell you that. Excuse me. So. Oh, it's it it definitely great, you know. Uh, maybe one of these times we, I can stop on and be on the on video with you. That sounds good, uh, man. I mean, that'd be, be pretty awesome. Maybe we can do it when we do a uh, review of uh, Jason, Jason Take Manhattan. That sounds good. More about uh, me being uh, part of the 50th anniversary of me. The night of the living dead. Mm -hmm. uh, I said I'll, I'll, uh, I'll discuss my higher ups. Uh, see what I can. Uh, see what you can uh, discuss. Yeah. You know, you know I, don't, I don't want to can. You know, I'm excited, but I want to make sure. I mean, my eyes got to be crossed. You know? Even if, as far as that goes, even if we had to wait for the for the release to happen, even if we had to wait for it to drop, I'm cool with that. And then you can come in, show it off on video and stuff, and talk about it. That way, you can say more about it without having to worry about like. You know, I can't say this, I can't say this. That way you have more freedom to really, really discuss it and sell it to an extent, you know. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. But um, for those of you who are just tuning into the video, if you haven't heard this whole thing, Scott's favorite Friday the 13th film is Jason Takes Manhattan. Let's not judge him on that, you know. Everybody has their own, their own favorites, which is cool. He's a Jason fan, so it's cool. But, uh, <laughs> I had, I, I had to throw that out there. You know, you know what? Speaking on, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, you know, one thing that I found strange and didn't like was the way it ended. Remember her, where he was in the sewer? Yep. And, like, the ass, whatever went through the sewer, the ass or whatever, that's not important. Yeah, like acid, yeah. like My question is why and how the hell was he a child, like, shaking there, crying, you know, screaming, like, saying, like, help? Wasn't he saying, like, help? Yeah, he was saying help, yeah. I don't... That's the part... I was just like, why? Like, he was a grown-ass man through every single movie you've seen him in. Until that part. I, I, I just think it was just, like, a rush ending. Because it just didn't make any sense. Because he kills that guy with the wrench. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't show it. It shows, like, a shadow. Um, like the shadow getting hit over the head with the wrench and dies. And it was just down to the last two people's like, how are we going to end this? Oh, we're going to run, run toxic, a toxic tidal wave through the sewer. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem like it happened to New York, but I'm mm -mm. Really wrong. I don't New think York so. City, I know we're like, we're upstate, whatever, but it's like, I don't, don't 
hear about a big toxic waste just flowing through a sewer, you know, at times, whatever. So, like, it just it just seems like, well, we got to do something. He has to be stopped, and these heroes have to make it out alive, I guess. Which, like, if you read Ash uh, versus Freddy versus uh, Jason, what's cool about it is all the survivors from uh, each Jason movie all come together in that comic, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Um, what was I gonna say to you? I know Jason's your favorite. Okay, I got a quick question for you before we end this off. Yeah, fine. Um, this match. What do you think of this matchup? I've talked about this before. I'm sure you've seen me talking about it on a video before. Jason versus Michael Myers. Jason versus Michael Myers. Wow, that's. And I'm just talking like. Are we talking about zombie Jason or like part of Jason? See, that's that's the tough thing because you say he's still human, but if he drowned, he's let's just you know let's just say zombie Jason when he comes back in part six. Okay, zombie Jason versus Myers. Yeah. See, like <laughs> it's like two. It's like Myers isn't really that. Cars and not really that fast. I mean, and when they did Freddy vs. Jason, Jason's really not that bad. Mm -mm. So it's going to be two, two slow-moving, you know, people. Less, less Myers is quicker than I mean, we still got the new movie coming out, so, you know, who knows if he's going to... He doesn't really, like, throw down, you know? Like, yeah. So it seemed like Freddy vs. Jason, it was cool, but, like... Jason really never had to throw down. Like, and Jason kicked my hat and that one dude boxed him. And then, uh, Jason just punched his head off and walked off. <laughs> that was funny. And, uh, it, it's just, it's hard to say when you, because, like, as far as I remember, like, Myers not really a, a, a fast mover and he, he, he kind of kills swiftly. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like a ninja versus a brute, almost. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know, but if they ever did one, I would have to give it to uh, Jason, if it's zombie Jason. I think he just have the, the strength, and plus he has that machete, and if he lands one hit on the machete against Myers, which I think mm. he can do kind of easily, it's not like Freddy, because Freddy's more lim uh, limber, you know, more athletic. I yeah. think he could hit Myers a, a lot easier. So, I think it would be kind of like a no contest, uh, Jason. Not because I'm a Jason fan, just, I mean, from what I see from a Halloween movie, I don't, I don't foresee, you know, uh, Myers. Myers, Myers definitely probably maybe take a jump on him, but I, I think Jason would just take, take his hit, you know, so. I, see, I agree. I think Jason would destroy Myers, but, um, I just wanted to get you a little take on that, because there's a, there's a fan on, there's a, fan on the group page his name is jake thomas shout out to him me he actually i mean i brought this up before but he brought this up to me recently that he wanted to get on a podcast and discuss this which i would love to and jake i know you're watching so we are going to do that one of these days maybe we can get a group of people or whatever to all get on one of these things to talk online about this and just give our own opinions on it talk about a story and give our own opinions maybe even do it live if possible i think it'll be fun but, uh, yeah, I think Jason would win. A big reason, yes, I am being biased. I don't care. I'm a huge Jason fan, but I just feel Jason can – I feel Jason would whoop his ass. I'm just going to 
I'm gonna just put it out there and say that he's strong as hell. And uh yeah, he Jason's pretty much unstoppable, in my opinion. Like, I know he's been stopped in his movies, but he's still unstoppable. They only stopped him in his movies because they had to end the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I said, like, the, 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 there was no way they were, like, kind of really escaping him, you know? Like, so, like, it just, I know what you mean. That's why, like, a lot of people thought it was bad. Mm-hmm. Because, just because of that ending. It just ends so, like, abrupt. It's like, yeah, you heard about it when he first got into the sewer, about it being flooded, but it just, it just seemed like more of a cop-out than... Yeah. And, like, you... Like, it, it could have been so much better if, like, they did, like, the Tommy Jarvis thing in part, uh, I think it's six, where he wraps a chain around Jason again. Okay, yep, you know, yep. Put him in the lake. Yeah, like, even if they did something like that and wanted the character die, like, it's always a really realistic, always the female uh, character that survives. And that reminds me, since we're talking about Jason, um, there actually is a fun theory that, um, Jason actually never existed. It was actually like hmm. uh, uh, you know the female lead character that actually did all the killings, and Jason was just a figment of their imagination. Wow! So yeah, I think uh, Angry Video Game Nerd did a, uh, uh, a review for like all all the Jason movies, but mentioned something like that. There's a theory about that. It's pretty fun because it's interesting because in part two, um, uh. Jason, I think, jumps through the window again and grabs uh, grabs the main uh, uh, girl there, and then all of a sudden they flash to the ambulance, and she's she's like going kind of insane, like, "Oh, Jason, Jason!" Mm-hmm. And then part part three, um, Pam jumps out of the water and grabs the chick off the boat, but then it flashes back to like like Jason's on the ground and whatnot. Yep. And whatnot. So, when he's in the barn. It, it's just, a, it's just a fun little theory that it's just Jason really never existed. He's actually the main, the main character. Uh, is actually doing all the killing. That's interesting. That's that's kind of crazy. That that is a fun theory. That is a fun fan theory. I never heard that one. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check that out. But um, before I end it, man, do you have any closing closing things you want to say? Closing statements? Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, or yeah. you know, I said I. I'm a horror fan as, as yourself, like yourself. Uh, I do uh, Twitch. I stream once in a while. Uh, I stream a lot of Dead by Daylight, sometimes Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Not to like. Uh, my Twitch name is uh, GhostNapa101 uh, at uh, twitch.tv. I smash the like button to get no- notified when I go live. Okay. Uh, I mean, I do have Facebook uh, as well. Um, probably just type that in the chat or I can just give the link to my page whatever the chat you want. Yeah, I, t- I tagged you in the um in the video. I tagged you in the live being, being there with you, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. showing off the book, you know, I'll definitely sign a book for you. Awesome. Uh, for you, for you and your wife, you know. Awesome. That would be, be no problem, and, you know, if anybody else uh, would like a, 
can, you know, you know, get rich off of it or anything. It just, I just thought to be a part of it, and you know, it's just it's an amazing experience. So, uh, yeah, you know, just pretty much follow my Facebook, uh, do a lot of streaming on, on Twitch. I do got Instagram, but I really hardly post on that. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can really plug in. Uh, but there's a uh, shout out that I want to give out. Um, you know, I wouldn't be part of the 50th anniversary of the Night of Living Dead without my cousin, uh, Phil Sawyer. I think it's the third. Uh, really good guy. My cousin knows a lot of. <clears throat> about actors and actresses and stuff and you know, he had give me gave me this opportunity along with Tom. I mean I mean he gave me the opportunity but you know, I mean I had to work for it too. Yeah. You know, I had to, I had to impress Tom at at Famicon and you know, besides getting no him as well and whatnot. So like uh yeah definitely uh he does DJ service uh and whatnot. He does you know part birthday parties and whatnot. So but I mean I I couldn't leave uh, this podcast without at least giving him uh, some credit for credit due, and he's also the uh, another senior editor of uh, as well. So there's two senior editors. I'm one, and he is the other one. That's awesome. So, all right, that's that's pretty much all I got to plug in for now. But there'll probably be more stuff maybe later on. But for now, just follow Facebook or follow you know Twitch. I, I'm generally active in the Twitch chat, so if you even just want to ask stories about my Fanicon experience, mm-hmm. I met Bruce Ball Fuller, I met uh, Charles Barnett III, I met, um, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, John, he- uh, John Hebert, uh, who did X-Men Punisher, you know, quite a few, James Hawkins, Barack Carlson, is Go-Go's. So uh, I met even WWE superstar Jimmy the uh, Hart, Jimmy, the, you know, the big mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, sorry, mm-hmm. Ryan, Taka, uh, Santiago Sorella, and Chris Hollis, Walking Dead. So, you know, if you guys uh, feel free to stop by my Twitch, or if you just want to message me on my Facebook uh, and ask me a question, I'll be glad to tell you the story as well. So, that's all I have for you for now. All right, man, cool. Thank you for being on, and everybody that's watching, Thank you for watching. Everybody that's going to be listening to this podcast when it drops, thank you for listening. And um, I had a great time on this as always. And I'm going to end it right here. And just, <laughs> man, thanks again for being on. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I felt like we could talk for, for longer. But it's like, we can talk about so much stuff. And as I said, this subject is so fun to talk about. And, and not only for me, but like, I, I like talking to somebody that enjoys horror mm-hmm. as, as I do. And also to revolt Jason fan. So like Yes. And we could go on and on. That's that's fantastic. I, I'm I'm totally looking forward to next time you have me on your show. Hopefully next time I'll be there right next year and you know whatnot that'd be pretty pretty awesome. Yeah man. We'll definitely do this again, but we got, I'm gonna end it right here though. So everybody again, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Keep the shares coming, keep the plays and downloads coming. I greatly appreciate it. This page, these pages, this podcast is growing, and it's all because of you guys. Thank you so much for the support, and as always, I'll see you.